1: proud to bring you one of our most impressive and complex guests yet. Tune in as we recently had the opportunity to sit down with one of the world's greatest comic illustrators, responsible for drawing icons such as Batman and his ultimate enemy, the Joker. And we also found out about his own personal growth and development within a lifetime of unforgiving iron. And finally, this episode is sponsored by Torch Strength Conditioning. Torch Strength Conditioning is a great place to work out and offers a variety of programs. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Who's, Who's our guest today?
0: Our guest is the Doug Menke. Okay. From Twin City Barbell, who's been lifting
2: longer than I've been lost. Oh before. really?
1: Yep. Okay. I didn't not that long. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: wait, no, no. Olympic lifting not, but yeah. I mean training, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. About forty years. Yeah, are we actually go. No.
0: Oh yeah, I just pressed it a while back. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: always nice to say, "Hey guys." We yeah. totally organic. <laughs> that's it's that's what so usually yeah.
0: he kicks it off. We kind of get the, sh- the well. bullshit
2: out of the way, and then he kind of. Really but since I don't know you, this worked out even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did you? How did this all originate for you? And are you an Olympic weightlifter? What you primarily was, or? I mean, at this point, I consider myself an Olympic weightlifter. Okay. I, you know, i The uh, the amount of time I spend doing it now is greatly reduced. Um, I started lifting weights in high school, uh, seventeen years old. I've been very active guy. Did sports, uh, football for a number of years until I tore my ankle. I swam competitively as most actually all of my school sports ended at ninth grade because I went to work instead. Really? Okay. So. And after that, but I also did martial arts, so that was something I could do personally on my own. Um, always super active, never wanted to lift weights because uh, I had this you know, idea that it made you big and slow, mm-hmm. which actually does happen to some people. <laughs> Seen it happen. But as far as uh, as far as my experience was concerned, it was just one of those concepts, you know, that um, didn't. I came especially because of martial arts background. I wasn't trying to be heavy; sure. I was trying to be Bruce Lee. Yeah. So that was the, that was the main uh, physical activity. I was did a ton of training. Yeah. I did isometric stuff. I made my own equipment. I did. I mean, for me, it was. Uh, I was. I had two speeds. Either I was doing absolutely nothing, or I was standing up, kicking, punching, yeah, moving and doing things that were physical. Um, as far as. Uh, yeah. I had a friend who got me into lifting weights. This guy named Steve, high school friend, and he was actually uh, at Burnsville High School. He was a, the strongest guy. He weighed 160 pounds. I think he had the, the school bench press record at the time. I would assume by now they pushed it up a little bit, but 460-pound guy he had like a 350, 360. Wow, holy shit! That's, that's, yeah. that's
0: really good. That's, yeah. Oh
2: yeah, and uh, he, uh, he was a textbook bench presser. It wasn't it wasn't like an exotic setup or anything. He just laid down, flat back. Dude had big hands, big forearms, just big shoulders, everything, and just down I went, or up I went. Anyway, he, he talked me into to trying the weights eventually and um, put aside my bias. And I think from all of the, the physical activity, I was, I was ready to do something like that. Um, and my, my father was a very good athlete, so I had, I had a lot of good genetics you know, backing me up. I weighed like 160 pounds when I first, you know, my first time ever, lie down a bench press, bench 230. Wow, Hallway, um, do you remember? Seventeen. Okay. Oh wow, that's really oh, impressive. That yeah. it is, Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it it was just a very natural movement for me. Uh, not all the movements worked. I think sure. I worked at that time. We also do a little pull clean and press. Um, I I think I, I have a in some old log, I think at that time I worked up to like a 240 power clean. We didn't do squats because they didn't have a squat rack. This True. wasn't in a, a gym, this was just on somebody's basement. Um, I, actually, I think the first time I ever, I, I have to dial it back, I think when I was 15, uh, I had a friend, uh, this stoner dude. He, uh, he had a set of old crappy weights, so who knows how much they actually <laughs> yeah. Those yeah. Uh, so old sand weights? Yeah, it, there, it was a, sand, a combo yeah. sand and standard. And yeah, yeah, yeah Bar. <laughs> anyway, so we were we were sitting in his room, and I'd never lifted weights, and I, he had talked me into that. So I grabbed the bar. We loaded it with body weight. So I managed to, to clean and press body weight. First time I tried it. And second time I tried, it, I threw his bar down and bent it. So <laughs> <was really> <laughs> I'm sure yeah, we, we can't play no anymore. more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, anyway, you know, fast forward a couple of years, you know, so, and I really liked it, you know. Yeah. At that point, I I loved just the simple act of uh, lifting weights, and um, first time I tried deadlifting, I deadlifted, worked up to a, a bone crunching four, 400, 405. Nice. Uh, surprised, my vertebrae didn't spray all over the gym. <laughs> that was in a regular gym. That was yeah. We had uh, at that point I was in Southern California, and I there was a, uh, a gym that was near the junior college I was going to, and it had a um, um, they, they had a, 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 a lot of the sports teams locally. They had guys from a bunch of Samoans, all right, they were playing football for you know, the local college, and and they were watching me. You know, <laughs> I remember the looks on their faces because as they watched me go up and weight, because so I'd never done it before. I'm not using any form or anything. I'm just like, just question marking that weight up. You know, <laughs> up. Like a dog and I watch a every increase in weight. I was like, well, I can do more. And I watch him look more and more concerned, more and more concerned. And finally, this guy walks up to me. He has hands me a belt. He goes, Did you put on this belt, man? You know, just might help and that was the last lift and i got 400 or 405 i can't remember nice so that was that's what got me into okay started squatting was a little bit more demure i i think this was a this is a good story for anybody who was first gets into uh training uh 185 pounds and it was for like sets of i think i did like four or five sets of ten and I swear, all the blood in my whole body was stuck in my legs. <laughs> and my girlfriend, at the time, she had, she, was, she went to the gym with me. She wasn't training with me. She was just kind of hanging out. And I was, I just felt the sickest I could possibly have imagined. And I, you got me across the street, and I collapsed. And I was, I was laying down by a, in the grass by a bus stop. Um, <laughs> And I couldn't even open my eyes. I could hear people. Like, if somebody had walked past and wanted to take my wallet, my clothes, or, you know, like, take advantage of me, there's just no way you can stop. Yeah. I couldn't have done anything. Yeah, I was just, like, lying to to get my phone. Was that a max out day or something? What it was my first ever squat? Was first squat. ever okay. oh, squat. Okay. Like, squats. Yeah. So, it was one eighty five? What was reps. the weight? Was it one eighty five? Okay. Okay. First so ever squat. So sets a ten and sets to ten. That'll do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just like my legs exploded with blood, and that's where it stayed. And I, that's uh, what I think happened. Yeah. Either that, or just like chewed up every bit of. Yeah. blood sugar in me. I, I, whatever it was, and I could hear my girlfriend talking to people. They'd walk past because I could not open my eyes. Wow. And, and people going, is he all right? And she'd say, he's all right. I'm thinking, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not all right. But eventually, my, you know, I calmed down and I was able to like, yeah, yeah, I can move again. I can't believe I went back and squatted. I was say, again. how was that second squat yeah, session? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was a lot better. A lot better. I don't know if it was just the first, the inaugural one, was just designed okay. to just punish me or something. Anyway, that's that's how I got into lifting, and and sadly, it when I when I converted, like, you know, over to this activity because I would always throw myself into everything. You know, if I was doing something physical, I 100 percent into it, and. I ended up uh, like the martial arts stuff, especially, just took a total sidearm. Most of the limberness that I had, and which was really kind of fun to have, it I, I didn't realize what I was losing. Nor did I realize, hey, you might want that later on in about twenty years when you're going to take up Olympic lifting. Mm-hmm. You know, like having some kind of flexibility in my upper back and you know, stuff that really went away. Because I, I, I would say I, I didn't, I never competed in powerlifting, but the focus was not bodybuilding, but doing as much bench and squat and deadlift as possible, with a little extra emphasis on the bench because it just seemed, well, everybody liked the bench. so yeah. Um, I, I didn't train very intelligently. I, I rarely followed a program, um, so I, I was tending to get hurt constantly. In fact, I was probably hurt within the first two weeks of lifting. <laughs> After that, like that first, when I first started benching, you know, because these are high school kids down in somebody's basement. Nobody sure. knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And we had a couple of other like just jack-offs down there who were didn't know they didn't lift. They weren't yes. guys who knew what we were doing. And I, I was going to go for a max. Don't even know what the weight was. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. But I thought, oh, we'll have one guy on each side of me. You know, just safer. And and uh, so as I took the weight down, you know, and I, you think it kind of explains it. I'm going to be the one lifting the weight. You not going to be the one holding on to the weight as it goes down. So as the weight went down it, and I'm looking straight ahead, you know, at the ceiling and I feel the weight kind of drifting to one side. And I, oh, what's going on? What's wrong? So all the weight shifted feeling to one side and I just I pushed it up and I felt a little, you know, so I, I tore a little bit, in know, in the pec tie tying area, which plagued me for years. Yeah. You know, it, what happened is one of the guys held on to the weight as I lowered it. You know, yeah, didn't. Did. yeah, so it was just totally stupid. just stupid <laughs> stuff. It was like one after another of something stupid. Yeah, and then you would read like in Muscle and Fitness or whatever magazines we were reading at the time. I Can't be for sure what it was, but they were talking about the importance of like perfect form and stuff. Like, so we're doing skull crushers with a straight bar. You know, like elbows high, elbows mm-hmm. high, like okay, these circles are so high, you know, and, <laughs> sudden, and then, I, then I felt a pop in my, the like a brachial radio, or no, corcobrachialis, is that what it's called, that little sure. muscle in here that you don't think does anything, but it does a lot, you know, so that thing like tore, like in the muscle belly, wow. so that was, and none of this stopped me from lifting, um, but it was really stuff that would get in the way, because I, I was working a job in a tire retread factor at the time and had to always like Physical reach job. into these into these within these tires to unlock or to disengage steam hoses and like every time it's like oh just, I, that's what that muscle's yeah. for yeah. Is, yeah. To, <laughs> there is, it is to like a little bit of this you know like uh-huh. a little arm action um, do you think it may have caused the injury though because you were already doing that motion uh, no, it was yeah, absolutely, it was the keep in the elbows. High. Okay. okay. So I felt it go. It was just like, okay, it was
0: gone. That's why well, there's kind of a merit to, I mean, why they have some of the curled bars now, too, to kind of yeah. relieve some of that tension and follow fall Oh, yeah. Saying, At yeah. this
2: point, like, when people talk to me about, like, per, you know, like form, like, not, not about Olympic-looking form, but about just the general training, I said, you find, you find a range of motion that is comfortable. You don't torture yourself, you're you yeah you find something that feels natural you know so you know, people tell others well, you've got to keep those elbows down and elbows square can't do this or that so, does it feel right that's probably what you should be doing mm-hmm. so i was you know right out of the gate all this stuff is just bad it sounds really bad for anyone who wants to Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of pain. It, it's, more, it's, more like, mean, it's more like a study in, in uh, stupidity and perseverance and then more stupidity. Just live through it.
1: Yeah. Because by the time ever. I was
2: 19, then I, um, I, was, I had two training partners. I trained at a Gold's Gym in, in uh, uh, Huntington Beach, California. It was a great place to train. Unbelievably strong guys. I saw just mountains of human beings in there. That, Of course, that was back in the day that drugs were totally you could buy them right? yeah. they, they were still legal and um, so there was huge human beings just plodding through this place unbelievable strength I remember seeing guys and it also changed my idea of what a strong guy looked like because I, I had this envision of you know like the dude who was ripped and his veins are like crawling all over himself and you know looks like a superhero and there was this guy I, I can't remember his name anymore he was just this jolly fat dude like just happy. he come in, he's laughing with everybody, ha, <laughs> ha, 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 And I'm thinking, oh, I've never seen that guy before. He's, you know, what, a, what a goofball. And he starts, he just puts a bar on the, um, the seated overhead press with the vertical back, you know, not incline. And he just starts loading plates on there. One plate, so you got two, and there's four, you know, two. he stops at 315. I'm thinking, this guy's gonna die. You know, <laughs> this guy's never been in a gym. He doesn't know what he's doing. And sure enough, he's just chatting with people and he unracks the weight, does several reps, just racks it back. I'm thinking, all right, now I know what strength looks like. I guess I did it before. Um, so you know, they, so a lot of these guys are in this gym like that. You know, wrestlers, and there's almost no women. I think there's a, my, uh, a guy that I train with his his. Uh, sister would go in there that was about it, it was all just guys training hard and um, so I had a great atmosphere and picked up a couple of training partners, one was called Big John the other was Little John
1: <laughs> Little John
2: was short with arms like cannonballs and uh, he was, it was intense, you know, he was just a natural presser he just, you know, enormous weights and you know, I'm already hobbled by, by so many injuries you know, here, here, uh, all this and those, those very great guys to train with, but Big John was just a large dude, plenty of drugs and super strong. And so one day I was in the gym and I trained, I trained with little John. We trained our backs. You know, we did a bunch of heavy stuff. So of course my, my back is compromised, and Big John wasn't with us that day. So then we go to the Big John comes in, he goes, Yeah, you know, go, what are you training today? He goes, Well, I'm a squat. I go. Okay, I'll squat with you because I didn't feel like going home. I wanted to keep working out. It didn't occur to me like maybe after you've you know spent an hour maybe two training back, you don't probably load up you know some in, in squats. So things have been going really good. You know, I was feeling exceptionally strong in the gym those days, and so we decided to work up to some heavy stuff, and we went up to put a four hundred five on. You know, worked up to it and. Um, normally at that point, I, I didn't squat with a belt. I, I didn't. I would only had a belt on, like I think, that one time when those Samoans wanted me, you know, to like sure. belt up for the deadlift. Um, but I thought, okay, I'll, I'll try it. So it's one and only time I really had a belt on, and I went down. I squatted even deep at that time. I didn't. I, I, I wasn't power squatter. I just. I always felt really comfortable going all the way into the hole and standing up. I didn't know anything about any other kind of squatting, And um, I felt my back go. It's lower back, all the way down, you know, the lowest I, I couldn't even tell you. Um, and so, of course, being the intelligent kid, so I, I managed to stand up. I go, oh, that didn't feel right. So I decided to go for a double. You know, so I <laughs> back down. And, and then I got I got through it and I thought, alright, there's something wrong. I really hurt myself this time. And that was it for the workout. I managed to get home, um, hop, you know, went to bed that night, woke up the next day and could barely move. And now you think the normal 19-year-old at this point is going to say, Mom and Dad, there's something wrong with me. But I'd already had a discussion with my dad. My dad was an exceptional athlete. He was a college athlete, almost played pro baseball. Um, he'd had shoulder issues, so he couldn't pitch a whole game. And at that time, they didn't use anything that he couldn't. And he, uh, so he wasn't really up for me lifting weights. And he says, You're going to hurt yourself. And I'm yeah.
1: like, <laughs> So when you hurt yourself, we you weren't <laughs> going to him. talk to him about it. And
2: so I wasn't going to give my, my, friend, my, my, my father the satisfaction. I, I loved my father, but I just was not going to say, You're right, I hurt myself. <laughs> and so I didn't tell him. And at that point, I was working in a delicatessen and which means you have to bend over a lot you know and get in the case and, and i couldn't there was just no way yeah as long as i was standing straight up i was okay if i so much went off of top dead center then my back oh. just, i started sweating so i got really good at like sister squatting so i'd just be totally straight up oh, you yeah. have to get down in these cases pull out, and stand up and it that took about a year of constant pain before it started to slow down but um, my back would go out every, I don't know, every once in a while. Um, about twice a year my back would go out uh, just doing anything. It didn't matter what it was. So this is by the time I'm 19. I sound like a total trainer. This is only 19? It was, yeah, this is just 19. And I was going to school to be a machinist at the time. And uh, you know, I was very busy. Uh, I lost a bunch of weight at that point because a year of feeling like that was, you know, I, I couldn't train normally but the year goes by and I can ramp it back up and um, it just got back to, to being able to train normally. And still, the Olympic lifting was nothing I've ever even thought of. I'm still I'm just 19, 20 years old at that point. So I, I could I run you through an endless series of ups and downs of training, but I'll kind of push it forward a little bit. I've always trained ever since then, you know, not even worrying about the rest of the stuff in my life. But weights has always been the number one way that i just steam uh the way that i stay kind of fit i don't really consider it fit i don't consider lifting weights to be exercise it's it's a, just a fun activity for me i love doing it you know you feel that you know pushing against a weight and accomplishing it it's it's such a simple goal more weight do you do to get it and that's always been you know over year after year after year that's just been the focus um, because of my back, I could never like push weights as heavy on. Especially, uh, I've always uh, let's put it this way: ever since I hurt my back, it was I could only do like a, a clean pull style deadlift. You can't deadlift with that, you know, the along change. any kind of yeah. any yeah. kind of normal. Well, what a, a big deadlift would do! But I could still I could still pull weight off the floor. Um, probably my best. Just coming up in, in like a clean style. I, I never focused to get it too high, um, but over those over those years, I think five twenty-five uh, was probably the biggest I ever pulled from the floor in, in the nice style. If you uh, let's see, squatting a triple with five hundred, I think was was the best I ever did, uh, and that's you know, no wraps, no nothing, just squatting, Um, and then uh, bench press was always the, I don't know, the evil taskmaster that never really kind of, considering, like people say, oh, you're good at benching, I says, well, considering where I started, no, you know, I, I started pretty high and I... I think my top was 430. Oh wow, for bench. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. really good though. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. <coughs> that was that was before Olympic. lifting. Oh. Okay, all right. Um I did West. I you know like I gravitated toward West Side. Yeah. Sure. Which I'm sure. you're all familiar with. Yeah. I'd, which was actually a total game changer for me because it taught me how to be way more fit in in uh, personal strength versus. Um, I don't know, just just always slot it as a heavy weight. Yeah, in what ways fit? By accessory work, by core yep. work? Yep. And okay. By uh, uh, the uh days and uh, uh, the, uh, what's the other one called? Maximum effort and the... Dynamic. 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 Yeah. So the dynamic, you know, like when you'd start like using 60% for, I don't know, 10 sets of three or something. Yeah. I can't even remember what some of the programs... Mm-hmm.
0: No, yeah, it's like, they have like
2: 12, you have 12 sets of two, nine of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah all it, whatever. Things. I mean, yeah. it, it was easy to like, you know, to, it's not a perfect system. You know, we yeah. came up with some great ideas though. So that that's the kind of thing. All of a sudden I was like... Wow, you know, I'm, I'm getting way more fit and putting more effort yeah. into uh, making sure my upper back was strong, and my <coughs> and, uh, brought my my lockout and tricep strength up huge. So, because I, I would do a lot of uh, a lot of my uh, my dynamic work was done with a closer grip. So all of a sudden, I found you know where I used to have to be a fairly wide bench, I'm actually really comfortable with a much more close grip much stronger triceps oh yeah, yeah. It became came yeah. and i mean very much you know like pressing with my arms and um you know that's that was great you know i could apply it to everything i think at one point i remember because i would like wave up and down in these dramatic ways also but i would, this was before the louis stuff for the west side but i was always training really too high a percentage and i would always crash you know like whenever time i get to any program you know, I was just dog meat. I can never do what I wanted. But when I started using some of these simpler West Side methods that were put forward, all of a sudden it worked. I mean, I remember going from 330 up to 390, and super rapidly. It was within just a few months. And I honestly, I think it was just from developing uh, just a higher level of fitness, and also avoiding excessively heavy weight constantly, um, and the dynamic stuff really. Brought up my my physical fitness, you know
1: that is, as well as the uh, repetition um, yeah. method that that West Side uses. I think the, yeah. the blend of that max effort, dynamic effort, and uh, repetition method has uh, <clears throat> a built-in kind of undulation to it. Yeah. And then switching the implements, the conjugate piece of it, um, yeah. really helps you sure up. And, and you find else. you
2: find what works for you. Absolutely, those, like Absolutely. I can remember Jay presses for a while. We yeah. talk about that. It says, "If you want to find something that would tear my elbows into shreds, it was Jay impresses. Yeah. It was like." That's the kind of thing that wouldn't work for me. But what did work for me was like high repetition dumbbell presses. I thought I got a huge amount of mileage out of those and it kept me from going heavy. Absolutely. But it made me super fit in comparison. And so all of a sudden I had some other stuff that had gone. (laughs) Okay. In In this little progress of lifting weights and having this be a part of my life and all these injuries. I literally had an injury once where my head was off, like my headstock. All right, and I'd injured it by it, by dancing. You know, I was in a mosh pit. <laughs> and I hurt my neck, right? You at a concert? Yeah, yeah. It was, and it, and I, I could not turn my head to the left. All right, like it just wouldn't go. It's just like it just nothing. There was nothing. It wasn't even it wasn't pain preventing it. It just wouldn't go, and. Being, being a young, stupid person, we thought, well, you know, chiropractic treatment doctors are all expensive. I can't afford that. So I just went like that for about a year's time. You know, just got used to it. You know, I'm still <laughs> lifting weights and all that shit, but there was no looking over the left shoulder which <laughs> that just wasn't an <laughs> yeah. it wasn't the we thing I did we are going to grab the right side of the yeah. way <laughs> and so uh, the, the same guy who got me into lifting weights this guy Steve, who well, I'm still friends he's the only friend I have from high school we're still friends, and I got more story for that guy um, anyway uh, he, his, his father's best friend was a chiropractor and he says, Doug, you should go see this guy it won't cost you that much, 50 bucks like 50 bucks, really? You know, well, exactly. so I gotta spend thousands <laughs> And he goes, No, no, it's just charge just you 50 bucks. I'm gonna get adjusted. You come into, and so they, they looked at my neck, and they took an x ray and all that. And he says, hey, That's almost how he described it to me because he, he broke it down into the simplest, stupidest tricks. He said, Your head is not on, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> your, head, he says, your head is off, your head
2: off, you know, like, and I was like, Oh, really? And, and so, and he's this old school. Chiropractic. Yeah. And he, he rolled up a towel and like put it under my shoulder or something, and then just this unbelievable snap as he and, and it was like, hey, writhing <laughs> back and forth. I'm going, that's That's like amazing. <laughs> you know, and that's you know. Then I, I obviously after that I was thinking, hey, kind of you know like treating yourself properly isn't that expensive, um, and also you know don't let stuff like that linger forever because Absolutely. frankly it's not doing me any favors, you know. It creates weird things in your body.
1: Your body's gonna figure out how to force time off at some point or another you know, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. You gotta pay back what you take. Yeah. Do yeah. you
2: guys want me to keep talking about this crap 'Cause <laughs> yeah. no, I'll well, with you sure. before we go on here. So yeah. um a couple of questions. First thing is, when you were making your biggest strides with the West Side philosophy yeah. training Were you with other lifting partners that helped accelerate that, or was it all on your own? It was my idea. I was training in a a small gym in Forest Lake, and, I mean, I had guys that could help me. Well, trust me, if if I'd had regular training partners at that time, it would have been great, because it was all, I mean, you know, like, um, yeah, I trained with people, but it was more likely training around them, and the people I would trust to say, hey, could you help me with this, and and they would you know but even at that point it's okay it's, it's just me pushing myself and sure. everyone else has their own agenda it wasn't there was no club format so there wasn't people working towards the common goal okay you know it was in fact it was like remember there was uh a kid that i was training and he's like okay. see you roger i might even get in there in the olympic lift sometime yeah. in the future yeah. yeah we'll see you soon roger um you know, so I was, like, training a young guy and trying sure. to help him out. Uh, he, was, he was really fun, man, because he was, like, he was like, a, like, hand me the squirrel. He was just like, go, 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 go. <laughs> and he always wanted a bigger bench press. I mean, that's all he wanted, bench press small. So I laid out a little, you know, from my own personal experience of how not to screw this up. I knew what to tell him to do. And I says, yeah, by a week, so much, we'll try it. So I came in. I was going to help him on his, his maximum effort. You know, like, we're going to hit this new PR, Nothing. And then he was quite honest, too. That was the best part about it. He says, dude, this should have worked. You know, what happened? He goes, ah, I, was, I was training every day. I would come in. Yeah, I would, he did the I'm same there, thing every day. He did every day. Yeah. Just burn and threw energy yeah, yeah. Yeah. So by the time we got to the end of the program, it was Nothing totally left, yeah. Yeah. But, about, you know, these were guys. It was such a variety of yeah. pack of people in the gym. You know. How about the um, – so I'm just kind of – Wondering about your mindset when you first get into karate, and I feel like you have to be very disciplined um, yep. within that. Did that carry over pretty well into powerlifting and into yeah. Olympic lifting, pretty much? How did that? I help? So. I would say because, well, no, you, know, you, you all, everybody has brings their own like attitude yeah. towards the table. It's not like I had to discover one. If anything, what I really would have benefited from was is something everyone has learned is. And back in those days in gyms, you're often just cut loose, you know? Sure. People aren't there knowing what they're doing. And you see that every day if you go into a uh, I see it every day at Hawaii. I look at what people are doing and going, Man, it, whatever you're doing, it looks exotic, but if you have a plan. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. That's a good way to say it. Don't do the exotic, do the simple. I mean, it's, it just really, people don't have. No, gyms weren't there to help you reach Your something goals. specific, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they often didn't know what they were doing, you know, like, I, 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 I trained enough gyms that were just owned by bodybuilders or guys who were, you know, had invested in it or just had a love of lifting, but they didn't have anything specific that they could direct people in, you know, and, and sometimes gym ownerships came and went back in those days, and, yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, I trained in one gym for a while where the guy was, he, was, he wasn't a lifter. He, he 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 was a sportsman, though, and so he invested in the gym. And um, But he could never tell you anything, thing, or not anything useful. You got useful stuff out of reading books. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, I mean, I did have, it's not like I couldn't look up, you know, powerlifting programs. That's usually what I ended up with was through books, and that might have been, like, uh, like Hatfield's book, uh, mm-hmm. you know, scientific approach to powerlifting, whatever he called it. Great book. You know, but if you start walking away from the program then you start getting into trouble and it's easy. If you don't have somebody looking over your shoulder who says, Oh wait a minute you know, we're not gonna do that today.
1: Yeah. You Sometimes know? you need somebody to keep you on yeah. on the path. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure we especially
2: all a young guy, it's it's like being a racehorse, you know? You want to run. Yeah. You don't want people to say, Don't run so hard. The hard running will come later. Yeah. You know, with a purpose. And it, and when you're training like I was, which which was, I I wasn't training to, to compete in powerlifting. i just like being strong. Um. I didn't. I wasn't. I didn't have a goal that I was focused on other than just more weight on the bar. Yeah. And um, so my my attitude was always excellent for training. I mean, that's why I could train through. All the pain and suffering that most people would have just said, Oh, I'm not doing that, that hurts. You know, it's more likely it was, it's trying to, it, I didn't have anybody to pull the reins in or even suggest that I do it until I started Olympic lifting. But, uh, but the Louis Simmons program, you know, the stuff, because I can see it, you know, when they would, I, Powerlifting USA, I don't know if they still even, published magazine I know you talk talking about but a Louis, Louis had a, a regular thing in there and it was always something to read the thing that was positive for me was once I actually read or got through some of the program without screwing it up and saw that it worked it was like when you put you know when you go from 330 to the 390 in a real short amount of time it's like well oh, that worked I, I probably shouldn't mess with it but I still would yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I think I did it no, no. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. But at least, you know, at least there wasn't significant backsliding. I usually would slide, you know, things that would happen is when I would hurt myself, and then I would have to, like, kind of tone it down for a while, like, throwing my neck out. And, I mean, that was, um, okay, let's let's just keep this little train going here. So <laughs> let's just fast forward because the Louis Simmons stuff was great. Unfortunately, it already, like, severely damaged my left shoulder. And for what. Yeah, like I was going to move forward. Now we're going to talk about another injury. Um, <laughs> it was my left shoulder was just useless. All right. And I'd gone from like an all high, you know, bench pressing stuff all of a sudden, like, I can't do anything. Um, not effectively, anyway. And it hurt like hell all the time. And, and uh, so, um, oh, let's see, Fred, Fred Clary. You guys know that name? Yeah. Huge powerlifter in his day, was world record holder super strong man, he's a chiropractor, and he's got hands like freaking, like gorilla hands or something. Um, and he, uh, so I, I went down to see him because I thought, I'm going to go to a guy who is a powerlifter, and he'll know more about how to fix somebody who's trying to do this. And he says, well, you're, I mean, it wasn't hard. He assessed it real easy. He so said, my pec minor was literally like pulling my shoulder out of socket. So just to do anything, like try to start a remore, I couldn't do it. And so, this guy's, the the therapy was really simple, incredibly painful. He would just put one hand on my my torso, pin me down, and just push and grind into that pec minor and just oh, stretch man. it. And it was the most, oh, God, so many levels of pain. I'm thinking, should I cry now? No. Should I cry now? No. It's just going to hurt more. No. No. Still hurts more. And then it would be done. And... I, and he, you know his objective was to get me out of there, not to keep me in there. Yeah. And he literally put my shoulder back in place. But I think I did so much damage over the years, um, benching that it, my shoulder just was not going to hold up under a flat benching yeah. any longer. But I, I know that I could put weight overhead. And a lot of guys would be just the opposite. Oh, I can bench, but I can't put my hands over my head. So. In Powerlifting USA, at this point I'm in my mid-thirties, uh, trying to figure out a direction. I mean, I remember in my writing in my log, just like almost like in tears and shit, because it's just ridiculous. Like, what do I do now? I can't do this stuff I like to do. You know what? What now? And <clears throat> um, Iron Mind would advertise their magazine in Powerlifting USA, and it said something like, I don't know backs are to us what benching is to powerlifting or something and it showed a picture of some bulgarian from behind you know all trapped out and shit with his arms in a jerk i'm thinking i wonder if like that would help rehab my shoulder you know if i started doing more overhead stuff and get strong in different directions it wasn't that i wanted to give up everything i was doing i thought it could rehab me and so i started looking into olympic lifting and I had all the weights. I had a, my, as the artist that I am, you know, I draw comics for the ring. I sit very still. But at that point in my, in my studio was also all my weights. So I could draw a little bit, train, draw, train. So I could, I could experiment with this stuff a little bit. So I, I started getting just enough knowledge, and I ordered some. I think I got some of the uh, uh, Iron Mind DVDs that would show Olympic lifting. All right, and then I also got uh, like Jim Schmidt's book, which um, God bless Jim Schmidt. That book was just too hard for me to get through. It was just too much information. Too yeah. Many things I needed a dumbed-down version. Um, you know, <laughs> somebody give me five things to do, not a whole bunch. Not the whole, the whole, the whole right. thing. Yeah. I just didn't need that much information. I needed some basics, and I uh, and I always like a challenge. I'll say that much. You know, I mean, I'm always up for challenges. And when I first tried to do, like, a clean, you know, I probably haven't cleaned a weight other than I I could reverse curl. I think at my strongest, I was reverse curling, like, 135 pounds, right? At my strongest ever. Pop something in my right forearm, can't do that (laughs) anymore. But um, it, uh, it just intrigued me because, A, I couldn't rack a bar. I couldn't even get the bar anywhere near my shoulders, let alone, like, the concept of racking it. I could remember like pulling it up and I was like, This is a right. wreck. Like, I'm looking <laughs> up above the bar and all right. I'm thinking, How the hell do those guys have are anywhere near their shoulders? This is incredible. I was I was one of those guys whose arms just hung out in front of him, you know. Um, and and it just intrigued me. I think and, and then snatching was even like even more diabolical. This is amazing. I can't do this at all. (laughs) I think at the the time I was like, I could back squat 400 for an easy set of eight you know. But I'm thinking, those guys, like, it doesn't matter how strong I am, I can't even begin to even get in the positions to even try to do it. And I was just sold on it totally. I just wanted to do it so Mm -hmm. bad. I'm thinking, I can't go through life not being able to clean and jerk and snatch. This is just, it's, it's too incredible. It looks it looks so fun. And like, it started to percolate because, you know, like now people are totally exposed to it. You can find anything you want to buy. The internet's a fascinating place. Sure. You know, if you want for good information and bad, but are, the, the reality is you can be exposed to it. You know, back in my day, because I am older than everybody here, <laughs> Um, I'm 56, not as old as Roger No. Yeah. <laughs> Substantially younger. But um, there was, uh, you know, the Olympics, and we could see, you know, Vasily Alexa, which is pretty much all you ever saw was the heavyweights, because that's what people were most intrigued by. Oh, yeah. And, you know, because I remember watching that lethargic, totally, like, confidence not even the right word. It's that Russian way of walking out to a weight. It was like... The waddle half pot, right. waddle of confidence <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
1: know
2: yeah it's amazing yeah watching these guys do I
0: never picked up one that, but you said it just now we watch those videos it is definitely a different stride yeah
2: yeah. so you know then I'd have to kind of remember what it was and getting those Iron Mind videos then and you see people all different like body types you know doing it from little tiny guys to great big guys and Back then, you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was just an eye-opener. It was just amazing to watch these Ironman videos. And it's like, why oh, I so bad? I just can't believe it. Look at them they squat like crazy. <laughs> you know, they just like punching huge weights over the head, they look like tennis players, some of them. It just doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am like this, you know, I think I'm really big and strong, but these guys can like, I don't know, like throw me around like a little toy. <laughs> I can't even lift the weights of them snatching, let alone. So anyway great but I did first start using it for rehab and you know after after a while it was like that's all I wanted okay. there was a sport yeah so how old were you started all this you said like 30 the first six. time I walked down to Twin City Barbell which was in some gym down in St. Paul and some godforsaken forsaken hole that they like there was there was a gym I, I can't remember anymore where it's Rocky it was or the now. YMCA maybe or it wasn't the Y it was it was just some side. gym yeah um and I think they had to, like, uh, like, dig it out. Like, the basement, the sublevel. level. Yeah, we just, oh, we just there talked there. about We just talked about that. Oh, told me about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they, you know, because there was water in it. And yeah. That. So that was the first time I we went down there. It was hard. There's So Don would go down there, you know. Oh, yeah. Don what? Yep. And Charlie, obviously. Charlie was in a wheelchair. Yeah, he was in a cane or anything. He was, but he was back he was already and, Uh And a few, just a few guys, not... Not too many, maybe a couple of girls here and there. But every once in a while, the crowd would gather in there. The level of strength, like Don was the strongest thing down there mm-hmm. um, in, in his day. Did you guys do, ever do Don on a podcast? No, yeah. No, oh, no. have been talking to him. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah. won't even have to say anything. You just say, okay, Don, we're going to go out you just.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don, Don, Don I mean, as soon as he talks to me, I'm like. Dude, I love you, but i got to go. Because he
2: can talk. He's His wife
0: would be a good guest, too. She had a pretty good yeah. experience. Oh, you're, thinking, you're thinking of Derwin. Okay. Derwin. Oh, Derwin, Dur- Dur-
2: oh, Dur- too. Yeah, Derwin. Dur- we had Derwin on last week. Yeah, no, he's obviously yeah. amazing. That place is
0: cool. That, that was also the one, too, I think. Uh, I can't remember who told me, but maybe it was Don. I'm pretty sure. He said sometimes if there's a lot of traffic by the road there, you guys would get exhaust fumes stuck down there.
2: Oh, uh, no If it did, if it wasn't that place. It was... <laughs> It was a damp gym. Yeah. And, um, but that's where I, I'd done, I'd done all the, like, the precursors that I could to, to learning how to do it. I, I'd at least gotten so that I could, like, get rack my elbows it, up yeah. a little bit. I could rack a bit to my fingertips. Um, Snatching was very mechanical, but I was doing it well enough, so I was, like, hitting positions. But it wasn't fluid or anything. But I was strong enough to, to get uh, I don't know. I probably walked in there snatching somewhere close to, um, I don't know, like eighty or ninety. I think ninety kilos in a really mechanical fashion, and I would then I would sink down and stand back up, and It it's like more of a power catch and down. And Don was the one, um, you know. Don actually gave me some really great advice. Um, Charlie really tried to sell me on. Uh, um, split clean, you know? Yeah, oh yeah, Which probably works for plenty of people, especially older guys, you know. But I think my elbows were still so inflexible that what would happen is I would, and plus I had injuries, injuries that I got, and so I, I would try to split clean, but it would just jackhammer my elbows. My elbows would just feel like they were being torn apart yeah. by the time i get done. And so I actually left the gym for... Month or two, I don't know. Worked on him flexibility every day until I could clean the bar properly and squat clean. Then I came back and Charlie saw me like do a normal squat clean and he didn't bring up split anymore. Mm-hmm. So, but Charlie was a good, you know, he's a good coach. He's got yeah. good eyes. He's watched people do this a million times. Roger too. Roger's a little more quiet, you know. Yeah. Um, but he's—they're not going to let you sit there and flail about in the wind. Yeah. They, they will—they'll t- will tune you in. Don Don gave me like because I was still there's some mechanical mechanical things I was missing on how to how to really like aggressively hit the attack the bar through the you know through the extension and he he, he used what what had to be like the most <coughs> coarse but perfectly usable thing for me and and Don Don says tuck it's like this he goes he goes it's tuck and fuck all right you tuck the bar and fuck and I drop your hips forward, and the bar comes in, hips go forward. Pull. And I was like, talking talking talk <laughs> um, and sure enough, all of a sudden, my my cleans were way smoother. Yeah. And and I try to share that little piece of information every once in a while. Like I try to tell, like it's not, it's it's kind of inappropriate, and in, depending on who you're talking to, and <laughs> about. Or your
1: crowd. Yeah. 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 For sure. But it's
2: it actually that is that simple simple phrase that he used. And, and Don has a lot of other phrases, but that was the one that, that resonated just fine. And so I had a great time down there. It was, it was so much fun. Um, I think, I can't remember what I weighed, because when I walked down to Twin City Barbell, okay, this is this is also what had happened. I wanted to compete. I was like, if I'm going to get into sport, I'm going to compete. I haven't competed in anything since I was young. And I wanted to compete. And... Um, I was too heavy, so I was I was looking at what people were doing, you know, locally, and and I I thought right, there's a nice window in the 94 kilo category that I could go in there and I could do stuff, you know, anything below that was too much, uh, too much accomplishment. Anything above it, it was too much. But I walked in, I was close to 250, pile of muscle, and so I had to lose weight, <laughs> which was pretty counterintuitive to anything I'd done for quite a while. And uh, so I whittled my way down. I think I had to lose, like, 40 pounds because of, what's, what is that? I had to be, what was 94 206, something 200, like that. Yeah. Somewhere in that? Yeah. 205, 206-ish, yeah. Yeah, which was a hell of a long ways to go. And I remember, uh, and, and I did it just by sheer, like, caffeine overload, doing cardio, which I absolutely loathe. I'm, like, anti-cardio guy. I like a sprint. <laughs> not, like, like steady state. So I would do that. I I got my father-in-law's, like, his bike, you know, that was sitting, doing nothing in his shed, and I I put it in the basement, and so I was, like, big pedal to nowhere, just pet, 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 Mm. hate, 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 (laughs) you know, and then not eat proper. That's not correct. Just not eat? Yeah, I just, like, protein, lots of protein, very low, lower fat, lower carb, which is just a way to lose weight. So 40 pounds stripped off of me, but I kept going. So I got down to, like, because I didn't want to, like, be at the top of the weight class. Mm-hmm. At that. Well, then I could, like, keep going up. And in my usual, like, overly enthusiastic way, I kept dropping weight. I think I dropped till I was, like, literally at the bottom of the weight class. You know, I, I, was, I was almost an 85. But I, did, I didn't want to compete with those guys. I wanted to compete as a 94. So... I watched. I watched as, as my strength. Like I, I was like, this would have been a good place to stop, but let's just not stop it. Let's just make sure that you suck at your first ever competition. You just gotta <laughs> keep, just keep, keep Losing weight. Down. Just trying to keep going down. <laughs> no more. Yep. No more. Oh, you looking really cut. I mean, I mean, Charlie. Like I was changing my shirt. You know, like out of my my training clothes and down at the gym. He goes. He's looking at me from behind. He goes. I look like a bodybuilder. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready, man. Put me up, you know. Put on the little posing panties and put the, the protein on, and there I will go. But I was so—I I just found out I was too weak, you know. But that's—it's a lesson learned. Yeah. There's, but then I, and I—if if it had been like a month before, then I could have eaten my way back up and felt healthy. But I still went in. Um, my in, my training lifts were way better. But that doesn't matter. I got to, my first competition was what was called the. Um, uh, must have been what 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 used to the Minnesota Open used to be I think the Twin City Open or something like that, and I, I competed against uh, a guy who was actually from the East Coast who came in just for the calm. Um, can't even his name anymore. I used to always it became that became like my mantra like this guy's lips. Because I actually took I took second in the '94s. Um, it was not great lifts. I think I might have snatched like 95 kilos and clean and jerked maybe 120 something like that. Um, and I power jerked at the time, and I didn't have any. Str- I looked at the video and I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're so pathetic. <laughs> Your body is barely moving, buddy. You know, like there's no energy in you. You look." Yeah. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I. I it's, it, but it was fun to see. And then uh, the other guy, he was, like, uh, uh, just tower power power. I mean, for the comps in the Twin Cities at the time, because now things have gotten much more aggressively, uh, you know, people are lifting bigger weight. It's, it's you have way more competition now. And uh, I think he did, like, 125 kilo snatch, maybe 150 clean and jerk or something. Maybe a little more, but it looked like a lot. He was like, oh, that's what i want to do. <laughs> so I wrote it, like, down on my board. 125 kilos an inch, 150 clean jerk. You know, that was, like, my goal, or 155. But actually, at the same meet was Zach Critch. Okay. And I think those are the numbers that Critch hit as a Shit. 85. I think, I a think it was
0: 85, at least when he was in the Olympics. Yeah. Um, so competed. he was,
2: so Zach... And, and he was just a kid, you know, like, I don't know how old he was like 18 at the time or something like that. And I, I, I walk in I'm, I'm looking at this kid lying on uh, the platform. He's just lying there, like on his back in his hoodie. He's like just playing with the bar, moving around, thinking, you know, what's this little jackass doing there? <laughs> um, little did I know that this little jackass was like the premier, like youth lifter in the state and really strong you know once again you know getting like my my vision of something like slapped right out of my head yeah because it was so fun to watch this watch him stalk out he, he, he kind of was hunched over a little bit as he walks out and i think he worked up to 125 snatch and which of course was probably a state record or youth record of some kind mm-hmm. clean and jerk was some was 150.
0: Yeah, I think when, I know when he was at OTC. I think he hit one hundred and eighty pound clean and jerk. a kilo? Kilo, yeah. yeah, and I think his best snatch was like one hundred and forty or one hundred and fifty. I mean, I mean that's oh yeah, that's that's fucking crazy oh, yeah. for a guy that size. He's yep. still, I know, I know. Finn the other day said he came in and he like just messed around in like three hundred pounds. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's still just
2: be powerful. Stronger.
0: Yeah, he's just he is a different specimen. He's just, he's a really nice guy too. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, I think great guy. Right. Yeah. Um, but that was my introduction to it. Uh, took, got a medal. Got yeah. so, I competed a lot at that point and had had a lot of success because there wasn't a lot of people lifting. You know, I mean, I when I look at what I did, like so. Basically, I started. I think my first comps was when I was thirty-eight. You know, shortly after I hit forty. You know, I'm a master when I start. So in my forties, you know, I get to be a um, state champion. I probably get a gold just a whole box of medals from all the different comps, so that just tells you that the the level of play was a little on the low side because a dude in his 40s is not supposed to kick ass all over and and, and win so much stuff, so it's really nice to see younger people and stronger people come into the sport locally and really push the numbers up and push the accomplishments up Um, that's always been fun to see and um, some of my best lifting, I, th- I think, you know, like um, when I was like Roger and I went out to World Masters when it was uh, in Savannah, in the U.S. Um, that was a big comp went out there. I, I took second, when, and this is a good story. Want to hear this? Yeah, hear yeah. Because this is a good Roger story. Roger's my coach out there, and I'm in really good shape, 94 kilo lifter. Uh, this is where I tore my labrum for the first time. And so you know, snatching goes really well. Um, I do, uh, and, and you know, and, and when you when you a master, it's who shows up. Sure. But we have we have quite a few guys lifting, and and this uh, I'm 12 kilos I think over everyone. Like I have a 12 kilo lead in the snatch. Like that's huge. And yeah. So I, I think I snatched. I can't remember what my opening was, but my second was 112, and my third was 117, and I, I overpulled the 117 so hard that it just spit me out the front way. I was just overly aggressive with it. I was just, because I didn't want to miss it, so of course mm-hmm. I did the wrong thing and yeah. got way too aggressive. So it went up and just, I was, you know, out in front by about three feet. Yeah. That's okay. I got 12 kilo lead. You know, Rod was looking at it. And, you know, I was like, you know, we got this. Roger's never even that dramatic about something. Anyway, so I'm warming up for the clean jerks, and I feel something going on my hip, you know, and it's doesn't feel good. <laughs> and so I have them work on it, you know, because I have a team of people there to try to help you, and he's putting my leg through, you know, movements, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't feel good. And so I tell Roger, and, you know, we decided to be somewhat conservative because we think we got lots of room yeah you got 12, 12 kilos, kilos you know there's no one even close to me and um i think the the next closest is this guy named Sergei sure sergey who's a canadian and so i am conservative with the clean jerks so I, I probably would have worked up i think at least 140 was the goal i was i think in training i was Going to 140, 145 as an old man, 94 kilo lifter. It pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it felt good. Yeah. It, it felt good in training. And um, so I think I only did 130. And wouldn't you know it? Like this Canadian takes a 10 kilo, he has, to, he has to lift, I think, 10 kilos, 10 or 12, I can't remember. So it must have been. And he's got me on body weight. We weigh the same, except just a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because back then it was bodyweight. They made a yep. rule change. Yeah. Yep. So we're all just watching in the back as this guy cleans it, and he jerks it. It's his lifetime PR, yeah. I think, or whatever. And and Roger, Roger goes, oh shit. <laughs> and so I took second on body weight and but it was great to watch this guy do it. I, I totally admit it was such a pleasure to see some dude uncork his because he, he saw a chance yeah. yeah and he went for it and he did it and it was a big lift yeah good for he was him so excited yeah i mean i was him. Yeah. you know i'm the one who's you know screwed up yeah. nothing i could do about it it was just a tactical error and as, as i would say it was like he beat me by half a sandwich So <laughs>
1: <'Cause laughs> roger
2: and i had like like lunch before or something and yeah you know it's like you just had to have that fucking yeah, sandwich, that that sandwich. <laughs> 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 So I did that. That was cool. And, um, and where where did you say that competition was? was just Savannah. Oh, Georgia? Um, yeah. Yeah,
0: I remember. Okay, I do remember that because we had a few people who qualified, but yeah, it
2: wasn't like a, a
0: flight. Then like a, you had to drive like three or four. Hours. It was just in the middle of fucking nowhere, wasn't it?
2: Well, Savannah, like that's where that's where Howard Cohn's trains. So yeah. Like, or that's where his facility is. So yeah, it's, it's not. It's not in a pretty place. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just sort of. But at least I mean, Corn knows how to put on a need. Yeah.
0: You could do it in sleep. Yeah. I remember and when those videos came out. I think I saw you afterward at, T- or at TB. So that's. You
2: know that was that was fun. I mean I. Got a whole bunch of state records for old man lifting and stuff. I got at least, and they're retired now because of. The uh, weight change. Yeah. Yeah, weight weight range, yeah. Touching, but I think like. In two thousand five under this point, so I'm like forty two, forty-three um and, and I'm hurt again. I hurt my hand. My right hand is is like I can't I can't pull anything. Um, so I, and this is this is like my favorite lifting story of anything I ever did. So I'm training for I think it's must have been the Twin City Open again. And Man, I wish I could remember the name of because uh, I'll remember later on but the guy Travis Zins had been a, a state record holder and he's kind of pulling himself out of the mothballs because he had, um, he had he's, a, he's a strength and conditioning coach, lifted some huge weights, younger guy compared to me by far and he's decided to get back into to Olympic lifting and he's the guy that I'm going head to head with and I think the 105s and leading up to this I can't lift I, so I, I decided well what am I going to do? Uh, what can I do I can I can support weight overhead but I can't pull it something off my wrist So all I do is do overhead squat because my theory is was this well I hate overhead squat so if I do a bunch of them at least I'll do I'll, I'll fix a strength that I'm lacking mm-hmm. and so all I did was overhead squat every workout that's the only thing i did was overhead squat and i uh it was mostly in my gym in my home because there's no point in going in anywhere else i would just overhead squat overhead squat overhead (laughs) squat and i think i'm not a great overhead squatter i know it's just like my i just can't really feel comfortable in the position very much shoulders are not great for it um but i think i worked up to like somewhere around 300 and I, would, I could do reps in some range. And I, so I would do it and do it and do it. And then I think it was two weeks I decided to start testing my ability to pull. And my wrist would support it. And so I, all the training had been no lifting except for the last two weeks. And leading up to it, and it, the thing is, all that over it is gliding made me really strong. Like in a way that I hadn't been strong before. And I... Um, I remember, I think it was the, my last heavy workout before the meet, I got buried by 145 kilos in a clean. I couldn't stand up with it. So that was my last workout. Boom, I'm done. So we go in that day and I'm warming up in snatch time and am feeling good. At least I'm no, nowhere within, I can eat, which is good. All right, that's, that's always a positive. So at least I don't have to go in hungry. And uh, Travis was the the guy that I was going to compete against primarily the rest of the guys in the in the session weren't that up to that um so the uh the snatch went pretty good in fact and I'm only power snatching at this point and I I work up to I think in the back I work up to like just warming up I work up to 110 to open at 108 you know <laughs> so, I can do those That's oh, so good. Go on we'll take my 108 opener. So what I probably should have done is I just should have stayed with power snatching, but then I decided to throw in like the idea of squat snatching, and I just couldn't like so I couldn't do the motion. right It's too intricate, you know. But at least I got my 108, got it on the board. Um, Travis, I think, did more, but not a lot more. And then during the clean jerks. There's a a young guy who has, because we're doubling up, there's more than one weight class that are on the platform. And uh, this young guy, so we have started The Clean and Jerks, I think I have in my opener, maybe my second, I can't remember. Travis is, you know, so we're kind of neck and neck. And uh, this young guy, dislocates his knee in, in his you know like 145 kilo clean and jerk I think he did on the jerk right. and so all of a sudden I mean we, oh. we burn about 15 to 20 minutes as he's lying on the platform with oh. a dislocated knee or kneecap okay mm-hmm. so finally paramedics come they they take care of everything and everybody's kind of cooling down and which is not really the best thing for me personally but I'm old, you know um Uh, But anyway, so everything is just kind of weird. You know, we're all just kind of waiting for this anomaly to to end. And then it's back for the final cleaning jerks. Um, I can't remember how I picked the numbers, but I I picked 153 kilo cleaning jerk, and I've I've never even... I've done 150, but I've never done 153. Got buried with 145. Totally made me its bitch. Like, a couple weeks before, but I think, well, this is the only way I can win. I have to do this clean jerk, and I, I do it. I, I, I it, when I see it on tape, it's like, well, stood up with it easy <laughs> enough. You know what the hell? Jerk was a little iffy. But they gave it to me. I don't question the judges. I'm not judging myself. I'm not going to like, no! That wasn't good? (laughs) What the hell? And then Travis came out, and I think it was the equivalent or Maybe he had to to exceed it by a couple of kilos. Whatever it was, he wasn't able to make it. He couldn't jerk it. And that was my my greatest, to me, my my greatest accomplishment in Twin City, you know, weightlifting, was was, uh, this... Beating a guy who was far younger, who had been a strength and conditioning coach, had been a, a, an open state record holder, and well, freaking clean and jerk this dude. on Yeah, the platform. that's awesome. Yeah, in my, in my biggest ever comp clean and jerk, and that was that was pretty cool for me. I, I, I will always consider it my my top lift ever, and uh, especially in light of the training, because really I hadn't done anything yeah. other than overhead squat. And got crushed the week before in the clean. I don't even know if I was trying to jerk the weights at that point. Just standing up with them was enough that I had to do it. But that's just an example of being a clutch lifter and pulling out all the stops. And I mean, you know, you've seen me lift a few times. I mean, I'll go out and do stuff, but trust me, I'm not training. I just, just, you just like, do it. Yeah. Well, the yeah. platform is the place one of the most it should
1: like, be done. You
0: no, know. exactly. You should leave it on the platform. Yeah. I mean, you, you. I've seen a lot of lifting, and you do powers, but you're one of the most explosive lifters I've ever seen. It's just tremendous. Um, so, I, I wish I was there to see that. That would be really cool. Yes.
2: Yeah. Uh, What's well, on YouTube? Is it? All right. It just sits by itself and don't judge my jerk, man. <laughs> <laughs> those three guys pass, my jerk, that's all that matters. <laughs> <Well>, it was funny <laughs> to say, you were doing overhead squats. I, I'm
0: trying to think of the goddamn name. But I know there's this Russian weightlifter back in the 70s and someone asked him what his successor, best accessory work was. Yeah. And he said, overhead squats. Like, just because he's like, that helps my snatch. Which, I mean, it's it just when you, you say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, tough. that time under tension,
2: that's just a fucking yeah. grind. Yeah, because you have to, well, there's nothing fun about it, man. No. It's, <laughs> it's just a, it's a beast of an exercise once it gets heavy. Yeah. And it's like, oh, what am I doing? But yeah. it, it proof was it, it helped me. For sure. And it gave me a great focus, and I, I guarantee you it made me strong in areas I just had not been yeah. strong sure.
0: in. Well, then it's, got, it's not going to beat you up. Compared to back squats or pulls, or
2: yeah, because so, it's not as heavy for
0: sure. But that time under tension is yeah. longer, so it's oh yeah. But there's still, the weight's not there. And it so allowed since
2: I wasn't jerking weight, it, it did give me the chance to you know to develop a lot of tension in my in yeah. My positions. Yeah. Have and you then, stuck with it since? I hate that exercise. Okay. <laughs> He's like no, no. Every once in a while I do yeah. it, but I mean I just I don't. It, it wouldn't pay dividends right now. Sure. There's other things I just have to focus on. Sure. And that one, like when I look at the the record books, you know, for the old dudes, you know, on Twin City Barbell, that 153 just stands. I mean, it's there's nothing else like it. No, that, it's not even close. I area. can't
0: think of anyone who could get.
2: No, it's gonna take. It's it's that's a good, good lift. Um, so I, I'm really proud of that one. And then, you know, I mean, I've done, you know, I've I've been in and out of injuries. I've, you know, and then at times I've while rehabbing, having you know, I focused on other stuff. And a lot of my top-end strength came as the older I got. So, like, as it, like, at age 49, you know, this is, I'm not doing a lot of Olympic lifting, but I'm doing a lot of overhead. So at that point, I was fixated on, on this, getting a, a big overhead press. And since I'm a good presser, you know, I mean, I've always been. It's just a natural movement for me. I became obsessed with pressing. And then I at least closed out my 40s by getting a legit... Well, no, Charlie would never say because I didn't clean it. <laughs> out, of rack, out of the rack, I pressed 300 overhead for a clean single. Wow. And after that, I was like, I don't need 301. I don't need 300. 300 yeah. is enough weight because that was a monster. Yeah, just, 49, what do you attribute that to as you're stronger as you're older? Uh, just... You, you, a, number one, not a fairly cavalier attitude towards how much I weigh Yeah. at that time because I, I had to be about 250 pounds to do that. And I'm not, like, the most attractive 250 pounds at that time. You know, but it is, like, it's my tri- my arms. My, I did so much accessory, like, okay. tricep work and lateral raises and stuff. Like, it's, you know, like working on the upper back strength to hold up that weight because you have to have a lot of trap strength sure. to do that. Sure. Um, but the, uh, I, I remember my arms were so big, they were like, I don't know, I, I don't know what they were. They were like around 12 inches or something. And I would be like, tr- I'd try to sleep, and it was like, my arms always fell asleep. And <laughs> so there was, awesome. there was nothing comfortable about it. It was really like a rude experience to feel that way like every night, and if i moved the wrong way, I felt like I was tearing tissue, you know? It's like, I don't even know how them big bodybuilders like live with like those big, huge arms. Or, yeah. Because you, you, your skin is taking a beating too, and I don't know I'm sounding like a big baby about it, but it was really <laughs> weird. My triceps grow real easily, so I mean that's part part of my pressing strength is. I don't have biceps; I have like the biceps of a six year old girl, but but the pressing strength has sure. always been there. Um, and I like at my at my best, I could like do a pretty clean. Like I, I remember two twenty five for eleven or twelve rep press overhead, and. um I think, when it came to multiple reps, probably in the 270 range for a double, you know, and the 300 was just, it came just because I actually just had to have it or die, I think. Yeah. And I was in a a gym in Forest Lake, and I don't think anybody gave a shit. Like, they never knew what I was doing over there. They were just like, just don't get near the guy when he has the weight over his head. (laughs) So, you know, I did that, and then other strength numbers came up, uh, because I... There was there was a few years I didn't compete, but I've always considered myself an Olympic lifter. I'd always, like, to some degree train. But when I was training, like, the press that heavy, I, you know, a lot of the old issues of being really stiff came back. Never as bad as it was when it was here, but, you know, like, racking was troubling, and I've, I've my elbows have taken a beating from doing that stuff. Um, then in my 40s, um, so I think I came back and did a lot more comps, late, you know, late 30s. 40s, uh, which has been fun. I mean, I, I'm even looking at, you guys got a comp in February, right? Yep, February 1st. Maybe I'll do that. There um, we go. Come dance. I, I see have to that. get in shape for it, but I mean, I'm, you know, I'm training, just haven't been Olympic lifting. I think, like an Olympic lifter, I think, like, I need this leg strength, I need this stuff, I need this stuff. Well, I think I mean, most the rest is you need to pull back once
0: in a while. You and, just have to.
2: And since, I'm, since I power everything, I It's not as technical. No. I don't have to. All I need to know is that I'm strong enough to to accelerate the bar.
1: Yeah.
2: And if I can do that, and if I get to my shoulders, then I can punch overhead, and that's all I need to do. So, snatching is a little bit more because I need to, like, be at least flexible enough to, to, like, bend my knees a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But uh, I still love to compete. There's always in my head even the idea of, like, hitting some of the numbers that I've always wanted to hit. So, like, in my early 40s, like, before my labral tear, because now it was about four years ago, I think, that I tore my labrum, you know, which just totally derailed certain aspects of training. Then it became rehab. I still would compete. I've competed a few times, but, but, you know, with a compromised hip. But in my 50s... I hit my biggest ever power clean with 147 kilos, and I wish I—you know—social media, whatever. I wish I had—I wish I had that one. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I did it because Zach Critch—it was the day Zach Critch was training at Twin City Barbell, and I was just so fired up to have him there. I'm thinking, I just got to do something big I, for me. It's, it's got to be something. And so my target had been like, I have this in my head, and I still haven't let it go. I want to power clean 150 kilos. I just want to. I don't know how else, not, I, I can't not want it. And I still have this in my head that I can do it now that I've got my hip working. Who knows? Never know. Yeah. Maybe I'll be the, you know, the oldest guy in the area who bothers even trying to do this kind of stuff. But uh, so that day when Critch was in the gym, you know, I, 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 I power clean 147 I'm thinking, yeah, that's a pretty badass. Man, because there's Different. not a lot of fifty-plus-year-old guys who keep it. There's not, not a lot of people my age who can do that. Well, you guys aren't trying to do it as much. <laughs> <you> no, <know,
1: laughs> <Not> that powers. <laughs> no. No. no, I
2: mean, I, if you become obsessed with a particular lift, I, I power because it's, it's. I can't squawk. clean. I I, yeah. I'm not going to like tear my labor back. Yeah, down. not worth it. If I did it with a, if I did it with, you know, what was it, seventy kilos? Who knows yeah. what I could do it with now. Yeah. Um, so and then so at that time before my label tear and I was a little heavy, so I was probably around one hundred and ten kilos. So I power cleaned that and I power snatched one hundred and twenty. And it's it's the ugliest thing, but it is a power snatch. You know, it's my version of a power snatch. It looks like a guy who takes a bar and then puts it over his
1: head.
2: That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's a snatch. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was looking at my training, even leading up to that. I went back recently because I'm thinking, well, I should probably start doing this. Because what I did it was getting those numbers actually got me thinking about I had to try to find a different way to get there because it couldn't just be sheer using heavy weight. So I keep throwing heavy weight at myself. I'm going to get hurt. You know, I have to use the heavy weight. A little bit more gingerly so I thought well I'm around all these Olympic lifters and they're all sitting around and they don't duel you know like they they lift and they sit and they wait and they lift and they sit and they wait this is well I'll just try something like what crossfitters do <laughs> so I started doing high repetition stuff because I thought if I burn because in my mind half of the success that I do is is you know, is, is Nervous system training. Yeah, you know, because frankly, like, if you look at what I can clean, I'm not all that strong right now. Probably, if I had a deadlift, I don't even know what I could deadlift. It's not going to be all that much. But if there's a certain percentage of weight, if I get my hands on it, and if I, if I, my nervous system is working right, I can get that weight moving pretty fast. Um, A whole lot more than that, no. But that weight, yeah. And so what I would do is I would just like train the motion, you know, train the motion, train the motion. So I would do sometimes like it was just basically lock load, like put, I don't know, 115 kilos on the bar, do 20 right in a row, one after another, one after another. Bar would go down, I'd step back, take a breath, grab it, do it again, do it again, do it again. And so that's what I used to get strong for it. So it increased, like like when we were talking about the West Side, yeah. It increased my my fitness. And i say going say comes and back to your work, work capacity, capacity,
0: which yeah. very conjugate yeah, very West Side, which works, yeah. And you can recover,
2: yeah. And then you know it was it was just through these methods I'd use the same thing for the snatch, and um, the only problem was getting hurt, yeah. you know, yeah. and there's nothing I could predict, but I was I was pretty happy with how things were going because I was thinking. You know, I always had that 125, 150 in my head. I was thinking, well, why not power it, you know? No. If I can power snatch, in my mind, 120, why can't I do 125? It's not that much, right? Five kilos sounds easier than 11 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know if I'll ever really get back to those strength levels. I mean, I'm, I'm nowhere near that right now. It's, it's being able to accelerate the bar. Uh, but I, I really did build it by doing a lot of really fast paced work. Yeah. At, at, and not a real low percentage, you know? Yeah, Just enough. enough so I can feel some aggression. I can feel that the weight means something.
1: Yeah. And then so like 75% ish, I guess. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. It's kind of where Hatfield said 77% of it was yeah. kind of his jam there. Yeah, maybe. You know, yeah, and,
2: and then I would start to goose it back up, you know, for a few workouts. And I would hit, you know, like triples or fours sometimes. Or you know, but I would do them rapidly i wouldn't I just wouldn't rest very much
1: yeah, there's almost like an element of a cluster in there too
2: yeah
0: would you do like on the minute or just just by how you feel
2: just by how I felt okay. so yeah. at times it was you know probably fifteen seconds at times it was thirty okay you know when I would it, anything a minute would always seem like a long time yeah, I was just anxious to get back to the bar because I actually just wanted to just keep going and once you the weird thing is I would. To me, what would happen is the only way I could keep doing it was to have a really good bar path. I could be tired as hell, but if but it, it forced me to have a good bar path.
1: Be the better my bar path yes.
2: was, yeah. no matter how shitty I felt after like you know five, six, seven, ten, I could still do it. Yeah, you know. I like that. Yeah, I think at one point, like I was looking at, I had like 110. I I, I power snatched 110 kilos four, I think it was 10 or 12 consecutive singles, one right after another. Mm-hmm. Not, not like drop, grab, yeah. but settle myself, get back down, grab the bar, focus, rip, down it goes, step back, refocus, get back down, you know, and of course, I'm, I'm chugging along pretty good as far as my cardiovascular is concerned. But yeah, yeah, I mean that stuff just made me super fit, mm-hmm. and and like I said, bar path was king because a bad bar path, bar's are not going anywhere. But yeah, you don't have a yeah.
1: choice at some point with that. Yeah,
2: and I think just because I'm old and stubborn, that I can do this kind of <laughs> stuff and have a fairly good nervous system for athletic. Well, I was gonna say, system.
1: you know, that I, I like that. Um, like. I, I don't think it's something that's gonna work with uh, less disciplined lifters. You have to have a lot of discipline to hang with your technique when you start to get fatigued like that. You start to get to kind of that fight or flight or that fuck it, you know, just get it done and that's when technique starts to fall apart. But if you can stay in there, if you can stay in the fight kinda like
2: where where you were at. And as you as you you know, and let's and since it's not the full lifts, you know, I mean they are a little more primitive, you know. For me the clean, you know, is it's it's a it's an easy lift, but you know, I have some simple cues and keeping that bar is and I loop the bar no matter what. I can't not loop some degree. But as I'm working it, it's, to me, like, a, I use just one simple cue, and that's so lift my shirt. I'm trying yeah. to pull the bar close enough to my torso that the concept isn't lifting my shirt. Yeah. Um, so if I just keep working on that, how I pick the bar, you know, I'm fairly slow off the floor, then accelerate. Mm-hmm. So just keep in control. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, if I was squat-cleaning, it would be different. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that definitely is something I think you would use on powers. And that's what we do a lot of on-the-minute work, um. and that's exactly what we do for us, nervous system training. Yeah. But that being said, I like the fact to uh, go by how you feel, which is a lot of what we do here. But yeah. I like that more because sometimes on the minute for some athletes, they're like, because their conditioning's better. Yeah, but, then our, but then our heavyweight, he's yeah. over there fucking, you know, in a battle for his life. I'm like, <laughs> suck it up, man. Just <laughs> fucking go, you know. So, no, I, I really like that. Yeah,
2: yeah okay. you know, and it, I'm 56 now. I'll be 57 in February. So, I mean, I know that my, you know, my, my little window of opportunity is. Closing, I, but I don't know where the window is. I still feel strong. I mean, i um, that's why I still think I can do some of these things. So, you know, like, since I can squat, I mean, right now, let's see what I do in the gym the other day. I, 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 I vacillate between full squat and power squat. Power squat just being to a power position. I don't think they would all pass in a power lifting meet. But they're what I consider comfortable because that's where I need my power kind of just go with the tension yeah go past it you know. get down to where it feels like so like for let's see what have I done I I did like last workout I I worked up to 350 I, I was actually doing sets of 5 and they were just moving on so smoothly you know so I got up to 350 and I did a set of 10 so a set of 10 power squat it's pretty good oh yeah. Um, oh yeah I think I can full squat let's see uh Within the last couple of months, four—I think it was four or five—for a fall, you know, past the grass, whatever. Well, it seems um, like you
0: know, as much as you may have started off on the wrong path, sometimes people who get a lot of injuries yeah. then know what not to fucking do. <laughs> sometimes you got to fail, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: And the people that didn't have a lot of injuries had money and bought a coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was trial and error, or you just
0: like—I mean, I had a strength and conditioning couple a few of them in high school, yeah. but you know, they don't know what we know now still and you know everyone has to, you just have to have that, t- that learning period yeah. you just have to yeah
2: well yeah and it's it knowing your body and, and you know I mean we all bring our mentality to whatever sport we're doing or you know for me I, I just love the feel of lifting weights I, I can't I can't think of anything that something I enjoy. something about it yeah, yeah it's oh just, for sure it's you the bar it's such a simple equation but it's 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 fun and you know, with the right mentality. I, let's let's put it this way. All right, I, I'm you know I'm an artist. This is what yeah. I do. I draw comic books. I draw like Batman and Superman. You know. Hell yeah! And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw that Batman in there one more yeah, time. Yeah, you have and to. <laughs> and I'm on a I'm on a uh, this little weightlifting board. It's for people who are in my line of work and. You know, so they sit for a living and, and they draw. They, they work within this industry and they're trying to do some fitness. And the, for a lot of people, and, and for any athlete, it, it doesn't compute. But you don't realize, like most people, like don't like pain. Yeah. <laughs> like they grab it. Like any small injury will drive them away from training. Yeah. Because it's uncomfortable. And I think anyone who's spent a lifetime in athletics or beating themselves up, Pain is such, it's just second nature. Yeah. I guess. It's, yeah. yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't bother yeah. you. You know, like remember um, I had a machining accident where I, I was working on a, an end mill and, and it, it almost tore my left hand off. You know, like my left hand is the one I draw with. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I t- damaged my left hand and I, I still like the pain was totally worth the price so I could still bench press. I didn't care that it hurt because not bench pressing hurts worse. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's very true. Exactly. No, no, you got to do that thing so I can still do this? Don't care. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's, you know, like all the injuries that I've sustained. And I'm really happy when you have athletes who obviously can get through an entire, you know, like half decade plus and and actually not be suffering, you know, it's great. I wish my shoulders didn't do what they had done or et cetera.
1: Stead Efferding was in here, yeah, a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. A month ago, August. Yeah. Uh, but he said, "Show me somebody that's never been hurt, and I'll show you somebody who's never accomplished anything." It's yeah. <laughs> very true.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it would take. You know, because you, you you get hurt by pushing yourself.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, Push up boundaries.
1: My, laying <laughs> something new. Except yeah. Yeah. So my labor. Yeah. It's cute. not something it you want to have happen.
0: Yeah. It's it's not, but it's just
1: yeah. And Stuart McGill and Brian Carroll have written about that in The Gift of Injury. Yeah. You know, it makes us find different ways to do something sometimes, or it forces us to find the right way to do yeah. things. Yeah.
0: Well, huh? like you said certain things work for you, doesn't work for the next person. Yeah, very like, true. I know what works for me. I know shit that doesn't work for him that works for me, or vice versa. Like, you can never snatch. I know
2: a lot that works for you. <laughs> yeah, <see>? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's a credit to you, is you're continuously um, trying new things, but you're also thinking through and finding what works for you yeah. and i think that's the biggest credit give to you is after going through those injuries that we talked about you're continually finding new, new programs and new 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 formulas like whether it's the overhead press or or i'm sorry the um, over at squat yeah. and what you're doing now it's impressive that it's a continuous cycle of you continuing to just pound away i would be lost without it to tell you the truth i mean The motivation is always there to try to find a way because I just can't, you know, unless like I said, well, Doug, if you lift one more weight, your heart's going to explode. I might still, like, take those. Yeah, it's like,
1: well, how much? Like, well, yeah.
2: you know, you could get me a new one, Yeah. You? <laughs> <laughs> you just order dude, it. how yeah, much yeah. does it take? Can you guys just kind of be ready? Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you understand, standby, <laughs> folks. I, I, don't, I don't have the off switch, and I know I'm still going to do what I'm not supposed to do. Because I'm sure any doctor, because doctors are in the business of not, sit, you know, like, encouraging people to hurt themselves. Yeah. You know, like... It, but that's what athletes are entirely yeah. willing to do. So, I don't know, I, you know there are times I'm in the gym and you know, I'm thinking, I wonder if anyone here would know what to do if I like collapsed, because you know, <laughs> it could happen. I just with yeah. Fenn all
0: the time. Dude, yeah, yeah Fenn, you gotta meet, you guys are both, why do they need to meet? Do you have the CPR barrier? We, we do, we okay. have, yep.
1: okay.
2: Okay. Fenn okay. is yeah. the
0: powerlifting version of you. Yeah. Um, there's times he squats with, like, 405 pounds, and I'm like, he might die. And then he goes up to 550, yeah, like, and he can still do it. I'm like, how is he not ball? dead?
1: Yeah. Like, his, <laughs> his speed of his squat will be worse at 225 than yeah. it is at 500. So that's because he's like,
2: just getting juicy. Yeah. Just, yeah like, what the
1: fuck's going on? Just, I know, like, I know I I you 315, now you got five. 545
2: on the bar. Yeah. But he's young. He's only 54. Yeah. <laughs> young blood. Oh, yeah. Once he gets to like, 56. 59. Come on. Come yeah. on. Oh, man. No, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, well, I'll have to come in and train sometime. No, yeah. I, yeah. especially yeah. before yeah. the meet. Just come in and bang, bang. How fun. does that convert with your being an artist? The lifting, your left hand and all that. Do you ever get, like, a shaky hand or you're sore, you can't draw? How does that turn out? I mean, I, you know, I, just fortunate. In fact, a lot of a lot of people who are desk jockeys, you know, sit, I mean, they have back issues. And I think it's literally because of what I do that I don't. I think yeah, that, the, sure. you know, in spite of the fact, like, I mean, through weights, I've thrown my back out, my neck out, you know, torn my groin. I've, you know, I mean, I know I've done shit to my knees, but somehow they bounce back, you know. But the, the list is pretty long. But my back yeah. and just just sitting... I'm pretty sure it's from training that keeps me from from feeling bad. Because it, you talk to most people who sit for a living, it's like, oh, you know, their necks, their backs. Mm-hmm. But they're not very strong. You know, they don't. No. And, and those bad postures, I think, are... And plus, I, I think my spine is almost fused, actually. So <laughs> it just goes... <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: they're so
0: deconditioned it, where, like, yeah. small feats of movement are just so much to where someone who does what you do
1: makes you like more resilient, resilient. Yeah. yeah thank you yeah. yeah
2: so what's the future hold for you what are your hopes well 125 150, 150. yes there let's we go. do it <laughs> I have no idea <laughs> February like 1st the, the snatch was always the funny one because it's like there are times if when I go back and look at my log it's like I wonder what I was really going on here because like the numbers are really low and then all of a sudden the numbers jump up really high and then they go down and they're up and I think it, a lot of it has to do with uh, my ability to to switch the gear and to, like, drop. I have great ability to pull. I can pull. I mean, it, you know, I've, I've trained with people like, at times at Twin City Barbell. Like, how high do you have to pull a bar to get under the snatch? Well, obviously, that's not the problem. <laughs> the problem isn't how high you pull a bar. It's whether or not you can get do the athletic motion out. and get under. Well, since I'm becoming the, – the, the the more stiff I get, I think – the you know I need more height versus the ability, right. so either I have to like learn how to get lower, which has not been easy, you know, or pull higher, and and I think I think you know like like the idea of I'm good at accelerating the weight. I mean I I've, I've been in the gym. I can pull a hundred, you know, not now, but you know five years ago I could pull one hundred and sixty kilos, you know, up up to here in a snatch position, but of course that is zero training to get under it, yeah. I would be crushed by that weight yeah. even if I was under it. So it's 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 not the up, it's the down. And, you know, to, to start easing back into it, because I haven't done Olympic lifting in a while, I've, I've been focusing on my head, feels good, my leg strength is starting to climb back up, which means I know how much like I needed, when I, when I power cleaned 147, I had a 440 back squat or 200 kilos, so I could, you know, one time up and down. That's about what I need. And I, I know I'm not there. I still have to put on more. And with the increase in years, I don't know if I have the same level of acceleration. So I'll have to find another way to, like, skin the cat. Mm-hmm. And that might be because, so, for example, right now in my training I do, which is mostly squatting, and I do some, I do some uh, what I call snatch balance, I'm not going down very far, <laughs> but the point is, I never will. Um, so I just need to have that motion comfortable to try to get try to get the bar back in a useful spot. Yeah. Because if anybody's like. seen me power snatch, most of the time I'm like this, you know. I can't get those the bar back to where I need it. So I'm working on trying to develop that in the meantime, and then. Um, so I, and then I, I do my front squats I, I decided i 'm not going to front squat deep anymore there 's no need to um, I probably front squat to the ground easier because i 've always had been more explosive out of the bottom and then so I can get through the transitional phase of like the, the medium depth I either i 'm either comfortable being high or low i 'm not comfortable right in between so so I um I do deep squatting for back because I figured that's what's going to be good for just acceleration off the floor. But then I do power squatting also, and then I power squat my front squats because I know that like when I was you know when I when I was strong and I did 147, I tried 148 like and it, and it just jackhammered me down. I got it, but it's like <sighs> <laughs> you know. These are not the same thing. I want to stand up with the weight. I don't want yeah. to be brought down. So I'm trying to get that mid range catch position to be strong. So I, I, I kind of wave up and down in that area, you know, but I'm getting into that spot and I have a, a left arm that just does not want to get up and around. Basically, I front squat for a few and then this arm pops off and I go like this and then I front squat. Um, so if I keep doing this right, and I think that's some of the equation is to develop. Strengths in the right spots, and then once I start cleaning again, because the the bars at the Y they're like the lower level, like probably the bargain basement road bars, sure. Yeah, I don't, they're slightly larger diameter and they're not really good for a fun squad. They've the the knurling is already soft, it's already like half worn off, so you know, I'm holding on to like something that's not my hands aren't on the bar, Yeah. yeah. Um, so it'll be nice to finally get something a little bit nicer in my hands and I can start. Um, well, so all I have to do is go down to where I train in American Strength, where Twin City Barbell is, and, and go, oh, yeah, this is what it's like. Or, or in my own garage. garage. I have everything there. i got a bunch of stuff. I just have not been. i got a full gym in there. You thought, there about,
1: uh, you thought about just trying to stand up from a, from a dead stop from that position? Where it you might be a by. good idea.
2: I mean, like, uh. Set the
1: blocks up or, yeah. or, or uh, on the rack. Like, like Anderson or Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. from that position. I oh, okay.
2: yeah, should. Sure. Yeah. Do you oh. think that would, uh. I, I, you
1: take that, yeah, take that stretch reflex out of it? Yeah, I take that stretch reflex out of it because when you catch. Yep. You know, you don't have a, an eccentric where you're able to transfer that energy. So, no.
2: you're that little moment of, "we, there's nothing here. And all of a sudden, shit. Freaking ton. <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm blowing
0: my back out doing that.
2: Yeah. Um, so, that's, that's what my plan is. And I'd like to do some more competitions. And I'd love to, you know, you know not embarrass myself. and sure. Just keep coming in and doing some stuff. And How often do you like to compete? Once or twice a year or? I would do more. I mean, honestly, since my hip was an issue, you know, it's, it just wouldn't be wise to test it. And then I think that I might even have been in here where I came in. I, I did some comp, and then I like tore my I I twinged my hand, it wasn't a tear, you know. I think it was here. Yeah. Like two years ago, probably? Yeah, yeah and I, I was back that. down to, like, 94 kilos. Yeah, you, I, I hadn't seen
0: you in, like, six months. I'm I was like, a little scared. You probably. did. You walked in, like, what the <laughs> fuck, <laughs> man? You got skinny. I look at <laughs> that, and I think,
2: that's emaciated. That looks terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you, you... I had a little tiny
2: feminine waist and all that shit. <laughs> you <laughs> looked good. Wow. With you know, your it, green and black. Least, like, moving, I felt great, yeah. you know? But as far as, like, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think I was dehydrated. Because I, yeah. I had to like drop some, drop some weight, and that's that's the one area that is I've, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm really not helping myself. Especially, it's one thing to do when you're young, but when you're older, like dehydrate a little bit and you feel it like way more. And I I was just warming up and back and tweaked my hamstring, and
1: that was
2: that. you know that just took the steam out of. But I, I got to set whatever I think it was for trying to set a record for yeah, the snatch. See, yeah. I, okay. It was like maybe a hundred kilos and. Yeah. Um, which is what I had wanted to do, right? but yeah. By the time I got to my clean, I, yeah, cleared, I think it was on jerks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did, did like probably my lowest ever clean jerk in a comp. Was yeah, was like one eighteen. I something. think you
0: yeah, because I remember you're doing it. Yeah. Like why the But one
2: fifteen it's like. Why did you only have like five kilos above a snatch? <laughs> like it wasn't it wasn't a lot. Like ten no, kilos too low. Yeah. yeah, it's just ten kilos. Yeah. So I, I remember then going in back, and I was because it, it wasn't feeling good, and I went back. And uh, I was just going to, because there was a bit of a wait before the next one, and I went and I gave it a, a tug, and it was like, whoop, that's done.
0: Yeah, do that. yeah, you just know. I would just hurt myself. Yeah.
2: I have, I have this concept of, you know, as you hurt yourself, and then you, like, smooth that pain out, it's like, what, what I call it's the new 100%. Mm-hmm. There's always a new 100%. Yeah. You
1: know?
2: So I'm dealing with whatever ones I got right now. But sure. I feel really good. Yeah. But it's probably because I'm not Olympic lifting. <laughs> <laughs> know, I'm not throwing weight fast. So. Yeah. It's tough for me to even be in here. It's like, oh,
0: man. We got a bunch there's of new bars, shoe. man. Yeah. I got some shoes. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you wear, 10s? 10
2: or 11. Depends on the shoes. <sighs>
1: got you hooked up, man.
2: But the, uh, yeah. yeah, I, I want to keep lifting. I'd love to, because love this stuff, yeah. I want to keep doing it and, you know at the very least let's see, you know I've been it's, it doesn't seem to be all that hard if you're a good athlete to end up being a national champion for your age bracket so you know American Masters National Masters, all that stuff but it, it depends on who's in your category, Yeah. you know like in my category at least who's ever competing there's, there's nobody too close to me um, like I went out for World Masters or up in Montreal, and I, I ended up like totally pedestrian lifts, you know, because I, I was not happy at all with how I did in terms of what I had planned to do. Because I went to the uh, Arnold, what's it called, the um, Arnold Sports Festival in yeah. Columbus, you know, where they have the Arnold. Yeah. You have to hang out on sports Oh,
0: I saw uh, that. Quite it, jealous. It, Seriously? Oh yeah. yeah.
2: No, it's pretty I've cool. Tell the about. story. <laughs> All right, I will. I will. Um, but out there, you know, I went out because I really wanted to set a, a national snatch record before they closed the books on that stuff. And uh, so I got, I, it was 105 kilo power snatch as usual. And so I got that before we converted to the new weight class. And um, and I think I clean and jerked, I don't know, 135, something like that. Did you have to qualify for that event? Or did you sign up? Or? Um... Yeah, I mean, the, the qualifying process was, the, whatever it was, it involved, you okay. know, you have to, what what is it, the 20-kilo the rule or whatever? So I had to oh. open pretty high. Yeah. Oh. yeah, It was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do that because the next time I'm going to totally sandbag it if I ever have to do that again. I'm mm-hmm. going to go compete. It's just tiny little lifts. Sure. But you know what they did? This, um, when I went out to Montreal, they're using the 20 15 is that is that right? It was twenty for a guys, fifteen for. Women? I believe I believe so. Was it fifteen and ten? I can't remember.
0: I want to say I think I think you're right. I think it's twenty fifteen.
2: Yeah. Whatever it is, they actually dumped it because they started the comp, and they're seeing so many of these masters not making their lifts and, and potentially getting hurt, trying to trying to hit their openers, like just getting on the board. And so they had a you know a, a meeting and. know the officials decided that we're threatening these old people (laughs) (laughs) you know and and i don't know i mean i i wasn't looking forward to my how heavy my openers were going to be but i was pretty happy because it had been a stressful couple of weeks and you know i wasn't on point hadn't been sleeping so you know i I literally only i think once, once i once i saw that i was like no way that's what i'm gonna do I'm going to take advantage of the fact that they dumped it and I just put in low openers and really only ended up snatching what I'd originally planned to open with and clean and jerk somewhere near it. I think I ended up just like 92 kilo snatch, 125 kilo clean and jerk, world champion. It's not that much weight, you know. But there are some people, like you look down at some of the other, uh, like Rob Oroy, I can't think of how I pronounce his last name, He's he's uh, like he must be like the next five you know a year increment down okay or, or maybe even two I can't remember but super good lifter he's he's amazing you know um, I think he lifts uh, you know he's, he's lighter than me but he's an example of like a really good masters lifter that like snatches around 115 cleaning jerks 145 to 150 I mean just just a beast textbook lifter it's amazing to watch
0: that's yeah, amazing like
2: i know uh Rob royal i think uh, and he's from the like the seattle area or
1: something.
0: okay oh i wonder if sam knows him then well even i saw videos of uh jeff michaels yeah Lifter from back in the 80s Yeah. i mean he's he's your age and he's still snatching i don't think he does comps like i saw a video of him do 125 astagrass like how the hell at that age are you just Still right doing body, that. <laughs> right,
2: strength. I mean, you know, some people are just made of certain stuff.
0: Yeah, he's, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy how some of those, how good some of those, uh, yeah, masters they're like lifters Rick. Are.
2: Rick uh, Butchanel, you know, the heavyweight lifter, if you've never seen him, I mean, he's, I think he's my age, but he's heavyweight. He usually comes in at like 120, 125 pounds body, or a kilo body weight. And it wasn't that many years ago that he was clean and jerking 190 kilos. Oh, I know what you're but he's, talking He about. snatches somewhere in the neighborhood of 130. So yeah, like I remember him on
0: a hook grip, and people are like, "Look at this
2: Masters! Oh the yeah, he's just
0: a fucking beast." <laughs> well, yeah. I, think <laughs> I
2: remember that. I don't know if he was a powerlifter or a bodybuilder, but he's got yeah. intense leg strength.
0: Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking
2: about. I think all that you've kind of seen degrade on him because I've never seen him do it. I've never seen him clean a weight that's not hard. So at this last, at the at the Masters up in Montreal. Um, it's, it's, it's the jerk that gets in. Okay. You know, it's just, he's just not jerking weight as powerfully as he used to. You know, maybe he just can't get down as low as he used to. I don't know. Yeah. But he can still clean a house. Yeah. You know, so there's some really awesome, there's a, there's another guy, uh, well, it doesn't even matter. I throw out his name. It doesn't. Wilfredo something. I follow him on Instagram. This dude is. Uh, I think maybe just a, you know another five years younger than me. And uh, 130 to 135 snatch. Wow. 155 to 160 clean and jerk. And he makes it look easy.
0: I said, what weight class?
2: Um, not, not 109, I don't think so. Like 102. Yeah. Maybe 102. I yeah. think
0: five, six, seven years ago, that'd qualify him for AO.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's a tough, like, <laughs> yeah. and he, he's, he's playful in his training and stuff. It's just cool to watch, yeah. you know. Wow. So who knows? If he's as long as a dude like that stays healthy, what he can do to the record books. I think yeah. he now owns a he has a world record. I'm pretty yeah. sure. In it might be both snatch and clean and jerk, but one or the other. I can't yeah. remember. So yeah, there's there's there are some tough old guys do yeah, you know, some right. amazing stuff. Same I'm example. a tough old oh, guy, and I'm still trying to do what I think is amazing stuff for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the consistency is what's impressive, I yeah, think. Oh, I'm yeah. Continuing to do it. Well, then
0: continuing to change things up and learn yes. and adapt.
2: Yeah, you yeah. got you got to figure out what works, because some stuff stops working after a while. You, so you what know, happened with Arnold? Huh? Um, it has to do with comic books. Because Arnold is he was, uh, he's, he's trying to like pull in a sort of like a Comic-Con aspect to this this thing called the Arnold Sports Festival it's huge sure it goes well beyond just their convention center it goes to you know it's, it's worldwide it's, isn't it yeah, yeah that is events. but like like they have like youth events all throughout okay. Columbus and stuff lots of competitions and at the, in the place itself it's pretty amazing they have powerlifting you know you can, and jujitsu and the strong island games and yep. strong and who knows what else they have going on there's just a bunch there and then bodybuilding obviously so you see yeah. like Huge, big, jack dudes walking around. Um, So, just to try to to try to make it really quick, he's he's trying to create a Comic Con kind of aspect to his show. You know, trying to get these two audiences coming because he sees like a crossover. Sure. Now he's also at the time like he there's a new Conan comic that Marvel's putting out, and his they used his like an old photo from Conan. As, as a photo cover for one of them. And I think he's, he's lobbying because he wants to do another, like a King Conan movie, all right? Old Conan. It, that'd be had cool. They had a as a fan, that'd be awesome. Too, right? yeah. So they, they're trying to, I think he's trying to convince the, the, the Robert E. Howard estate to let him, you know, because they have to sign off on it. So I hope he gets it, because I think it'd be cool. I think oh, yeah. that one's good for one more. Yeah. I think it'd be a great thing to have happen. i like, total fan of our own, always been since... I was a kid. In fact, part of the story, which goes back to the guy I was talking about, Steve, who got me into the weightlifting, he plays a part in this. So my business partner, all right, finds out that I'm going to the Arnold to compete because erroneously I think I have to qualify to go to Worlds. Well, actually, I didn't have to. I was actually qualified. I just didn't understand it. But even once I knew that, I was going to go anyway and, and have fun, all right? So, <clears throat> Arnold is is dealing with a group of these comic book guys who are promoters and help with this Comic Con aspect as well as doing this photo cover for Marvel Comics, okay? And, uh, my business partner is actually helping these guys do this, alright, by, I, I won't even bother with the details, but he's in conversation with these guys who are dealing with Arnold, sees through Instagram or whatever that I'm going to this thing, he goes, are you going to Columbus on such and such a date? I go, yeah, I'm going to go lift weights. He goes, do you want to meet Arnold Schwarzenegger? I go, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> <laughs> I? Yeah. I've always I've been a fan ever since I was a kid. And he goes, well, let me see what I can do. So he talks to them, and in their conversation with Arnold, Arnold discovers, yes, I'm this comic book artist, and he's interested in this comic book aspect. And to make a somewhat long story short, Arnold decides that he wants to have a panel at the Arnold where he is interviewing me and Kai Green, mm-hmm. who also has oh, a comic thing. Right. Yes. <laughs> so so um, that's the plan, as well as the fact that like, I do a print for him. I, I, when I first discovered that I was get to meet him, um, I want to give Arnold something. you know. So I, I'm, I'm just wrapping up a comic, um, and Arnold... You know, I, so I, I'm going to do it like a Arnold does, you know, like sitting on the throne, and I, put, I wanted to put some of the stuff that uh, would represent, like the movies, so there's little, if, if you're to see the print, you understand, I'm not going to tell you what's in it, but the point is I wanted to make it kind of cool, When he finds out, he goes, well, we'll sell the print, you know, and, and we need it, so I find out that they, like, need it, I was going to spend, like, a week on it, and they need it in, like, two days. So I just bang out this print for them and um, make these as, as all this is evolving and then I've discovered that yeah, he's, he wants to interview me and was like, you know what? what Arnold Schwarzenegger wants to interview me. You know. So I said, Sure. And so I go and I compete and I bring the print, you know, the original, it's not the print actually, it's the it's the artwork and I have my little entourage and friends of mine, my business partners and friends came along for the ride, and, and we're going to have fun, and, um, I, uh, so the first thing that ever happens is we have a photo op with Arnold, you know, people pay a bunch of money to get a photo with him, and they get a package deal, we're the last guys that go up, and it's really cool, because I, I walk up there, and I got the print, and we're the last people in line, and, and Arnold's there, and, uh, so I'm, I'm holding it up and he's of course he's just in total photo mode. I mean they've, they've had probably a couple hundred people go through and his, and his uh, chief of staff always goes hey Arnold this is the and he goes I know I know this is a comic book artist and a power lifter I know <laughs> <laughs> and, and at that point I'm not going to go it's an olympic you call me powerlifter. i'm a power lifter <laughs> but it was so cool you know that's awesome so we do the picture and then we know that later on they're going to text us when we're going to do the do the um yeah. the panel because it, it's, it's a little fluid i think there's a time you know like the time kept changing but they have like i'm walking around the place and it's got a picture of arnold it's got a picture of me kai green and stuff on these advertisements like that's awesome. That's <laughs> you know, cool. Yeah. So um, to make a long story short again, they tell us to meet down at what they call the Conan booth. And Arnold's running late because he's with some people for a luncheon. I think it was his inve- or the people who had advertised you know, with him and the promotional aspect. And, and so what they're going to do is they're going to bring the mountain Thor out with... Um, I'm thinking of the name of Larry Wheels, his training partner. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. follow these guys? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So they're going to be on the stage first and they're going to do q and a because Thor is just like set like a world record in the weight over the bar or something. I don't know. He threw it like through the moon. Oh, yeah, that, yeah. Just ridiculous. My gosh. You know, okay, you're a big guy, right? Yeah, but well, he's huge. You want to know what? <laughs> you want to feel really small? <laughs> just meet this man. So he's down at the Conan booth. I go down, and first I meet Kai Green, and Kai is, like, this world-renowned bodybuilder. You know, like, millions and millions of people follow him, and, and, and he's, and his, like, guy comes over and goes, Kai, we'd like to meet you. And, you know, like, like, can it be arranged? I'm thinking.
0: Well, <laughs> Kai Green's, like, a, a huge artist in the sense of, like, acting. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, so he's, like, all about he, that he's stuff. He's doing
2: a lot of stuff. He's a very yeah. artistic and obviously a very thoughtful person. Yeah. And so he, um, you know, so we go, yeah, yeah. My, my people can arrange it. Do I have time? Sure. We walked over and we're talking, you know, so I'm just talking to Kai and he's really fun to meet him. He's a super personable guy and when I say thoughtful, I mean, like, I'm like a nuts and bolts artist, all right? Like, I'm just a blunt instrument. I weights, I draw stuff, you know, there's not a lot of, like, poetry going on in this brain but Kai is obviously a much more thoughtful human being and, um, He's, you know, it's, he's 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 operating in a different sphere than me. So we chat a little bit, and then we get to okay that now we're gonna walk uh, over to the venue and and, and the mountain Thor is like he's the wedge, you know? <laughs> and I've never seen like I'm walking past this guy and I'm talking to Kai and Kai's like this wide, and the mountain is that wide except tall, and and like he's like literally like people just like parting, getting out of his way is just like <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching a, a tree just walk to my head, so, and he's and, and, so I'm trying to pay attention to Kai and I'm looking at this guy whose calves are literally like as big as most guys' legs and just and and we get to the venue and I've chatted with Kai the whole time and you know he's I'm learning about the comic book thing this thing called King Kai um, which is cool. Um, I'm taking in a lot of information and trying to watch these people and trying to watch the mountain and trying to talk to Kai and uh, preparing my brain to meet Arnold. And uh, so we get backstage, all right? And everything's cool. Uh, Larry Wheels is back there and they take those guys out first and just kind of relaxing. Arnold's not there yet. And then he shows up with his, eventually with his entourage. And this will be my second chance to meet Arnold. Right, so the first one was just merely like that, just quick thing in the morning, and so I'm a pretty formal guy. I was raised by my parents to be respectful people, and so I walk up to Arnold, you know, shake his hand. It's so a pleasure meeting you, Mr. Schwarzenegger. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, not a lot of emotion coming at that point, <laughs> and then he, and then like he like, Kai, and he throws his hands up, and they're like <laughs> hugging and everything. I'm just like. <laughs> oh, why did i not like like i should like hey arnold's great to meet you yeah like, why the fuck Maybe. didn't i get a hug <laughs> i didn't get the blow hug i was like next time i'm doing it right you know but it's cool to see them interact because obviously they've gone back and forth quite a bit kai yep. was a, a winner of the whole thing i think at one point I, I don't know. The, the dude is still like an, an yeah. amazing well, shit. Well, they
0: still say, like, if he came back, he'd win it. Oh, yeah. Like, that's what a lot of people, I don't know. I, I, that's what I've heard people yeah, say. Yeah, I
2: don't, so. I, I mean, bodybuilding is a strange sport to me. Yeah. You know, just because it's. I don't know shit about it, but they're yeah. huge. Yeah, they yeah, are. I mean, just be that big and that muscular and that cut and what it takes to do it, you know. Insane. Drug issue aside, you have to be obviously driven. You know, Insane insanely meticulous too. Yeah. yeah. Your diet has to always. And Kai, I think, is always in shape. I mean, I I, I see stuff about him all the time. It's like you he's him. never. Yeah. You never see him down, down shape. Him.
1: Yeah. He's I think
2: the last time on the
0: the he just they said he, a lot of the fans wanted him to win, but he said because the, the people said the uh, politics of it, they mm-hmm. gave it to the other guy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know it's. I guess it's the flavor of the game. He day, is a little bit yeah, of a, a outspoken person on it. Yeah, I, I really don't know much about it as yeah. a sport. I mean, I followed it because visually it's, I yeah, converted it into comic book drawing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so we got past the, the, my failed introduction with Arnold, which, like, man, I just really wanted that bro hug. <laughs> <laughs> so Arnold goes and sits off, uh, waiting to go out on stage, and then they finally, like, finish up with... The mountain, Larry Wheels, and um, Arnold is the first guy out there, and they call me out there. There's there's a a guy named Mark Walters who's a, a show promoter, comic book show, and was really good too. He's I don't know if he exercises at all or anything, but he knows his comic book stuff. So he was also facilitating, you know, helping Arnold, you know, with the comic book aspect. And um, they brought myself out and Kai, and then they have an overhead cam to watch us draw. And I'm totally comfortable. This is my environment, you know, when it comes to drawing. I mean, I'm very comfortable talking to people about this kind of stuff and drawing in front of people. And I could tell Kai, Kai is not, you know. Like, it was cool because I could tell Kai's like, oh, this is Doug Mankey. You know, like, he draws, like, <laughs> superheroes and stuff. You know, like, he's a, the real thing. You know, I'm thinking, oh, Kai, you just don't know. Don't worry about it, man. I, you know, because he's almost sweating about it. I said, Kai, it's don't worry, they're going to love anything you draw. It's going to be great because he has a, he, he brings a little book and I have my bag and I have big paper, you know, like so people can see it and you know, I'm thinking ahead because I've done this before and so Kai is a much smaller notebook which gives him less room to like branch out and draw something but he does and we um, get, Arnold asks his questions, we talk about why or what's the crossover, you know, um, between this, uh, I think physical culture and art, or you know, pop culture, basically. Yeah. And it's it's just fun. It's just fun talking back and forth and talk about Frank Frazetta and you know I don't know if you guys know who he is, but he's a a guy who like sparked everyone's imagination in, in in my line of work with incredible images of of heroic people. And if you've never seen Frazetta's work, check it out sometime. You kind of see where. A lot of fantasy art is, is really exploded from his stuff, and he's a guy who is unchallenged in, in how he painted and how he, he depicted heroic figures. Um, so eventually, it wraps up, and we do a photo you know photo op and take photos and this and that. And I got to talk to Arnold then finally a little more personal, you know, like before we parted ways, and you know because he, he likes to paint. You know, and and he's an artistic guy in that respect. You know, he's interested, he's really, really easygoing guy. I I, I couldn't have been happier. You know, I I don't have a lot of people who... I didn't just like Arnold Schwarzenegger just because he brought weight training to my mind. Um, I, I really liked how his story worked and where he came from and how he set goals and how he accomplished goals and what that means to somebody you know, and, and he showed people how to do it, and that's that's what I really, you know, the physical thing aside, the fact that a guy could come and say, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and this is how he did it. Totally admired that. So, wrapped everything up, and I'm talking to the few comic book people that's in the audience. Uh, we talked talking some girl's birthday, and trying to do a, figure out how to get a Batman tour or something, and Venue's cleared out, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, this guy named Brian Powers, who's helping, uh, he's he's the show promoter aspect of it for the Comic Con, I think. And he comes out, and goes, "Where's Doug?" I'm like, "Right here." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "Come on!" That's all he says. I go, "Oh, grab my bag." I go running backstage, and wherever Arnold goes, he has a security detail, and there's all these like totally like intense guys, all they all dressed the same the same jacket and you know because he still is a public figure he's still politically active you know there's reasons obviously to protect him yeah. mm-hmm. and you don't like when they like that morning when he came for that early morning photo op i, I didn't even know he was in there because these people like he's in a wall of humanity and they all look like people you don't know, mess with um so i walk back there and there's these two guys and they open this door and they go they go out, and there's like uh, four SUVs up there just humming along. There's the white snow, and, and they go, Get in. And I'm thinking, This is what it feels like to be kidnapped by like a foreign <laughs> power. <or something>. <laughs> <laughs> and so I hop in this um, car, you know, and, and actually, I didn't know who was in there with me at the time, but the, uh, one of the actors for the. Um, uh, for the new, the Dark Fate movie, the Terminator film, Gabriel, yeah. I think it's Gabriel Luna, I think that's his name. I so like the guy who name. plays the
0: new, like, Terminator? Yeah, yeah, so okay. he's in
2: there, I didn't realize who he was, but yeah. he does TV stuff too, you know, so I, I didn't recognize him, because I, you know, I'm not in the, like, recognizing people mode at that point, <clears throat> and so they, they drive us around, they go back to the hotel, they make these corridors, like, these guys line up, and they move you through, and they take us first to the bathroom, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Go wash your hands. So You're yeah. shaking hands with people, especially Arnold. And then, uh, then we go up in an elevator, and like uh, he's there with, let's see, one of his sons. Uh, I can't remember which one's which. If it's Christian or Patrick, um, and his entourage, and, and some of these actors, and, and you know, like his his uh, publicist, and you know, like so they're all in this elevator, and they're like, you know. I'm gonna wait for the next one. I go, oh, come on, you know, come in the elevator. So I'm thinking, I don't know, to Schwarzenegger told me to get in the elevator. <laughs> I'm freaking getting in the elevator, and so we go up, and they they just cord off a restaurant, and we just sit, you know. Um, so I got to I got to chat with Schwarzenegger, and just like he's a super nice guy. That's all I can. Do. The only way to explain it, he's he's everything I wanted him to be. Self-deprecating. He's funny. He's curious. He's he's. Well, Folksy isn't the right word, but interested in what other people are doing, and it was fun to talk to him about it. And this gets back to my friend Steve, who's the guy who got me into lifting weights at 17. We logged workouts on these calendars, Arnold Schwarzenegger calendars. Mm. That's where I learned who Arnold was. And um, so my very first workout is like on this calendar. So. Back when I knew that I was going to go to the Arnold and I could get some stuff signed, that was part of our agreement. Uh, I text my buddy. You know, I said because I, I don't keep anything. Like I don't have hardly any memorabilia. I'm not a saver. But I text my buddy and I said, "Do you got those calendars that we had back then when we were lifting weights at 17? I understand we're 50, you know, 56 now." And all of a sudden, three minutes later, there's these photo of these three yeah. calendars. So we meet up, and I take him, and I get one of them signed by Arnold for Oh, that's
1: cool. Yeah, that's awesome. awesome. That's really good. Yeah. Right?
2: No, that was so cool that he had it, like, all these years later. he These got calendars, and I was able to get that for him. And, um, you know, and then eventually, I think we sat there for about an hour. I, I wasn't going to get any food on Arnold's dime, but I did get a cup of coffee. And uh, I talked a bit, especially with his, he's uh, um his, call his publicist. He's, he's this think that might be the wrong word. This guy named Noah, who's basically travels with them and does all the social media and stuff like that. And he's super like quick guy and you know like very smart and, and very young. And you know then uh, see who else was there like some of the actors and this you know they, eventually they got up and you know they go they're gonna go shopping at the mall. What yeah. an <laughs> like, like opportunity! Sh- though. We're done. Yeah. And uh, but it was great. Yeah, you know, that'd be awesome. Yeah.
0: That'd be. I'd be such a fanboy. <laughs> oh yeah, that's for me. That's all I could think of was like T uh, two, like. Oh yeah. this is Uncle Bob. <laughs> just just talking mad shit. That's all. That's all oh, you have no thing. idea
2: how hard yeah. it is not to pull out yeah. all of the. Oh boxes. yeah, Because yeah. it was a yeah. chop. Like, that's, yeah. yeah.
0: that's all I could think of, man. That's yeah. That'd be cool. But it
2: was it was like it was a highlight. Oh yeah. And in fact, my my uh, my business partner had already left. He had to get back. So he, because uh, we, we, I drove there from Minnesota. I just made a road trip out of it. Yeah. And, they, and he lives in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. His, his name is John Jesperson. And he was already gone, you know, like, you know, just I texted him. And I let him know. I said, dude, I just I, I just hung out with an person here for an hour. He goes, my work is done. <laughs> <laughs> he could go, he could, he could. Leave and be happy for me for that That's awesome. Of that's yeah.
1: awesome.
2: Very cool. But I'm actually thinking about going back and doing the island again. So I think we, I think we <laughs> might <laughs> go. We? My
0: great, my grandfather's sister lives there, so free place to stay. Yeah. she said, she'd even just
2: get out quite, of town. It's, so. it, it's quite the event. I mean, just walking through there, that's like right, I, I was crazy. seeing some like I was with a friend of mine who's a bodybuilder. His name's Tom Lee, and he's also a, uh, he's he's also an artist. He was he used to ink what I would draw. Um, he was one of the youngest guys in comics at the time. Uh, when he was young, now he's—he's older, <laughs> but he's a lot younger. He's like twenty, almost twenty years younger than me. He's fifteen, sixteen years younger than me. Um, so he and I went out, and we'd always talked about like going to the Olympia, going to the Arnold, and I think the Arnold was a great choice—not just because of what we got to do, but because you see so much stuff. So like you know, walking past and um, Amanda—I can't remember her last name Parlifter.
1: Amanda she, Ann, or is she from Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. on. Yeah,
2: in fact, I, she came into uh, American Strength, yeah. you know, where Twin City Barbell was, and was training one day. And I was, uh, I was you know, telling uh, a friend of mine there, says, See that? She's one of the strongest women in the world. Yeah. You know, it's going no way. He goes, Yeah, she kicked your ass. <laughs> yeah, she's that uh, much stronger than you. And, Amanda Lawrence. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: That's it, yeah. And
2: so, I mean, I I think, you know, like she was, she was lifting. Uh, you know, as we're walking past, we had someplace we had to go, but just waiting through all of these strength opportunities to see yeah. people do really great stuff, it's, it's a gift that, you know, you know, especially if you've got a little ADHD, you know, and you're like looking at all of, all of this stuff. Oh, and amazing. I love
0: people watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn it, <laughs> it'd be awesome.
2: Yeah. You know, and you're gonna see them 22 inch arms here and there walking past. Yeah, God, don't
1: know. We, gotta, we, we got we got some, some work to, to, to do mine. before we go. We do have some work. <laughs> I'm getting up to 275. So <laughs> really? <laughs> it's like where I'm sitting.
2: But we're no longer asked, gonna be the chihuahua. The atmosphere is really cool, yeah. and it's totally worth doing it if you go. And I really do think I might go again, uh, especially if they if they're gonna continue on like doing this. Maybe I can do something within their Comic Con environment and do yeah. something else.
1: Yeah, that just seems like such a natural fit. It, yeah. It does, The actually. thing is,
2: that the, like the difference, like, um, like I was just a New York Comic Con, all right? Really, these places are places where people take a lot of money and they come spend it. Yeah. You know, so that's the difference between, I think, the two crowds, is that if you go into something like the, you know, the Arnold Sports Festival, you're there to see stuff yeah, right. and experience, not that you don't at a comic convention, because there is a lot of to see, you know, there's a lot of seminars and things, but people also end up a lot of cash buying mm-hmm. stuff and souvenirs and and comics and collectibles and for it's, sure that's gotcha. what they do. Yeah, you know, so it's getting getting these two audiences to kind of interact and to right? maybe a comic. I'm not kidding. You know, like comic book convention people might be a little intimidated by this environment. No, yeah. you know, maybe just a little, as long as they can like not be like. It's like walking into a sea of superheroes, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure. And um, there's a lot of big people. Yeah. You know. They're used to seeing people a little less intimidating at the comic book convention. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. In fact they just did you guys did you even hear about Galaxy Con that they just had? No. No. Right, it's too bad because it was it was uh, it was actually a really well attended uh, uh, comic book and it's not comic book conventions anymore. they they're, they're the entertainment conventions, so they had a lot of uh, they have a lot of actors like Dave Batista was there uh-huh. signing autographs, and um, uh, people from all walks of TV and movies, and yeah. stuff would come and uh, you can meet them cut for money, yeah, you know, but also uh, a lot of comic book stuff and cosplay, and it was pretty festive and really nice. Uh, uh Mike Broder is a guy from um. Uh, Florida, who's a show promoter, and he decided to bring this and see if he can't make a go of it in Minnesota. And the first one was pretty successful. I was pretty happy about it. Where, where was that? this? Yeah, where was it? Was it was just right down in uh, uh, Minneapolis Convention. Center. Wow. Seriously? Yeah. When? Uh, last
0: weekend. I Jesus, I had no idea. I'd love to go there. Uh, he did a lot of
2: promotion. Really, maybe what he's got to do is he's got to, like, find out where his promotion kind of fell flat or how to reach certain audiences. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't watch new, I, I guess, all comic I book stuff, on,
0: but it's... On Instagram, it would be nice if it was already there, I think, to a
1: different yeah. platforms. Okay,
2: because, yeah. like, my Instagram account is, like, probably weighs somewhere between half physical culture people, half comic book, comic book yeah. people. Um, I haven't put much, you know, like, a, it's always been kind of a nice balance, and so I get yeah. stuff from both people. Um... So you know, it's, it's him. How do you access a larger audience? It doesn't have to be about fitness people, but the point is, if he was able to hit a bunch of the comic book people specifically, he wants to get more people. Yeah, you know, like I guarantee you that people who would go to just get be able to see, you know, some uh, I can't think of the name of some of the actors. Well, John Cusack. I don't know if you guys remember who he is, but you know, he's a big actor from the six or from the eighties, nineties. Yeah. You know? Um, did some iconic films, you know, um, he was there, but like Batista, that's pretty big, you know, oh, I think yeah. He was, but I think he was just there, like, signing, his, yeah. his appearance was early, so he probably wasn't there for the whole thing, but, but he's a pretty a bunch person, of, like, uh, ex-pro wrestlers, too, like, yeah, yeah they had a Zana bunch of them, yeah, all a pile of all that, those yeah. guys,
0: yeah, that would be, that'd be cool It's hard cool to that, go yeah. see. Yeah. I had no yeah. no idea. No idea. Yeah. Because we were down
2: there for the... Uh, I had nothing Spun going on last weekend. Last year, yeah, we went down there last year for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it would be nice to know when it was coming in next. Yeah, yeah. it's just how to reach an audience. Yeah, you know? for sure. You know? And Broder, I mean, he's spent plenty to advertise. It's just... Sure. How you well, the it's the the, most yeah,
0: you never... Especially your first time through.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's called GalaxyCon, though.
0: Yeah. GalaxyCon. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he will be back next year, I guarantee you. Well, we're going. He's got a contract to do three months. Oh, great.
1: Yeah. So you know, he'll be bigger. Old he old had old. like
2: 25,000 come through the door. That's pretty good. His, his, his goal is to get like 50,000 through yeah. the bench show, okay. which is a pretty good size show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. New York is like a quarter million, but well, Jesus. That's, that's, yeah. that's a different experience, a different yeah. city. It would be fun for us to get a booth there next year, too, at this Galaxy Fest. And just you you guys, yeah, 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 you never know. You're, you could. Who knows what kind of, uh, they just would be impressed by a strong guy standing around. Love so, them have come in. <laughs> <laughs> <a> dude, yeah. <laughs> no, you just have to have strong girls standing out. Yes. That's dude, like, we that have is. a lot we of those here. Do. They just yeah. have to
0: wear what they do in the yeah. summer. You
2: just, you just put them in a Wonder Woman outfit. We have, one, we of have one of those. We have yeah. one. You're <laughs> already ready. Yeah, we're you can even we're sell we're stuff. You can sell like torque barbell, you know, yeah. or female in a... I don't Yeah, know, there like we photos go. Photos or something. Give
0: out iron-hot-hole <laughs> koozies. Dude, I'll have, have what's-her-name, draw some stuff, up. Nah, are, the We spot. could have uh, Wonder Woman taking pictures of people in her outfits. She's there. done that. She did not in, like, Chicago. Oh, really? Yeah, she was actually invited to a thing. She did in Chicago, like, maybe two years Maybe she
2: was a uh, gal con, you guys didn't even know. <laughs> yeah, maybe so we, invited yeah. she invited that? I'll Is ask her. She
0: actually just messaged me about, yeah, shit. No, we're definitely doing that next year.
2: Well, you guys got me, like talking and talking and talking. Is there anything else you want to cover? No, this is over two oh, hours yeah. straight. Yeah, sure. is it? Between nutrition. Between let's yeah. see, I don't <laughs> want to talk nutrition. Beer, nutrition I got my whiskey? nutrition dialed down what? to Exactly what it is. What is your nutrition? nutrition? Just peanut <laughs> butter jelly sandwich. <laughs>
1: Seriously?
2: <laughs> That's great. What kind of bread, though? Uh, well, I mean, it Water. used to be like when I was a kid, it was wonder bread yeah. with Welch's grape jelly and Skippy peanut butter. <laughs> Nowadays, it's Redis has a little bit more, you know, like, substance to it. Um, I've never had a very good diet when it came. Like, I'm not kidding. My 300-pound my overhead press, I was, like, fueled by peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> it was, like, one after another. Well, I, I would guess, like, the majority of my diet would have been at that point carbohydrate and fat. And, like, there's a little protein yeah. thrown in randomly here and there. But I never, like, the only thing I've ever used diet for is when I have to get down into a, a lower weight class. That's, you know, then it's all of a sudden jack up the protein, which, more peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just imagine it. that there's no fat. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you get Uncrustables for the road? Or yeah, nah, you, yeah, Dude,
2: those are so <laughs> good. Those are good. Buy the Goobers with it's the like peanut you butter until you get a spoon. Yeah, it was all, you know. So are you a Jiffy or a Skippy, Skippy guy? Yeah, Skippy. Skippy. I mean, that's your smooth. Smooth, actually. Dude, smooth. Yeah. I like yeah. The yeah. peanuts, yeah. it's just not the same. It, it just—it's just something wrong with that. Because then you kind of ruin the texture of <laughs> like the Who red. the hell wants
0: to work to chew it?
2: Yeah. This one is to just—it's just basically slide. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> slide down the mouth. He gets it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Especially when you yeah, yeah, eat two or three then, of those bad boys. The rest of the protein was i think—I think like to get down, I would. And it's such a thankless job to eat that way. And I know that that's like a big aspect of CrossFit, right? Like diet, like eating right. Nutrients, yeah. Well are you guys okay. I mean you, you who CrossFits? Uh, yeah. Uh, We've watched it. we watched, yeah, watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just just making sure that I'm in the right room. <laughs>
1: but the uh, steak. Yeah. steak. Steak. Steak.
0: Whipping cream with my protein. Yeah. Just a bunch yeah. of tuna. What would you do for protein eating it out.
2: No, I would just go buy a bunch of chicken and then I cook it in your barbecue sauce, and then I would eat sweet potato with. Well, like when it, sugar-free when it, barbecue, barbecue sauce.
1: No, yeah. that okay. doesn't <laughs> exist.
2: Well, <laughs> no, this in fact this this was my basic eating template for getting down in weight. You know, publish this was was. I, I buy a bunch of boneless, skinless chicken thighs because chicken breast is, like, choking down dust. Yeah, I'm I just, with can't, you. I just can't eat it as it, easily, and you have to eat more of it, it's, it. Come on, let's make this easy. So I just cook it, put it, in the, put it in the oven, cook a bunch of that, put it in bags, and then I would make sweet potato, and I'd buy kimchi, and I would what I'd do is I would cook sweet potato, smash it all up, chicken, cut it up kimchi put it on the plate because i need something to add more and more flavor What's to it kimchi? it's like fermented cabbage okay. korean cabbage, oh yeah 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 super yeah. spicy but it's i don't know i just like it because it's like well that's my vegetables yeah, <laughs> yeah and then and then i would um put the barbecue sauce on it and sriracha sauce there you go and then you like spice idea. my friend it yeah. 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 sounds delicious well, I'm, it sound see good. the older you get it's like you taste buds are dying or something. (laughs) So i got to put hot stuff so I can taste it. And then, um, Half a bag of salt. So that was, that would be one meal. That's how, like I'd eat this several times a day. And then the other one was, I would just do almost the same thing except it'd be with eggs. So I'd just make a bunch of eggs and then I would (laughs) would eat a sweet potato and kimchi and eggs and every once in a while I'd throw fish in. Yolk or no yolk? Oh, yolk. Okay. Otherwise, it's just, not eating it's, yeah. it doesn 't if you're gonna, if you 're going to do this austerity kind of bullshit diet, and you might as well get some pleasure out of <laughs> it like, yeah because if i 'm not eating all my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, I gotta get something yeah. Yeah. But once once I hit body weight, you know it 's like you 're yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about peanut butter and jelly <laughs> yeah. but I, have a, I mean I had a, this, this buddy, of mine Tamirion, this good friend he 's his bodybuilder, and I watched him go through two local Minnesota bodybuilding shows and there's nothing sadder than watching a bodybuilder eat because <clears throat> cause he's, he's, he's like in the last week or two before the contest and every two hours he's eating and it's like and it's like it's torture and he, he opens up like three bags of tilapia microwaves it and he puts a little something on it to make it palatable and then he eats it and he eats it so slow because this guy was a slow eater but there's no pleasure in food at this point. It's, it's just grinding. So by the time he gets down there, we're just chatting while he's just, like, picking at his food. Eats it. And then, like, 30 minutes later, the alarm goes off. He's got to do it all over no, again. Oh no. But he got down to, like, just a... I, I don't know. When they get down that low, is it a reality or is it a fantasy? But the calipers said, like... 3% or 4%. It's pretty insane. Yeah. And I think any lower than your are dead, right?
0: Yeah, basically. Much.
2: So he must, uh, but he was like ripped, no, like every muscle was, uh, His everything was just there. And that's, that's how he got down. Dieting like that is, is disgusting. <laughs>
0: you know? I agree. I, I tried it for like a mere week yeah how did that week go no, I remember one no I could do that like for a long time I did like the chicken sweet potato like yeah. like really lean mean stuff yeah. felt like shit no went energy, back to right? some little bit of red really yeah. meat. feel like superman
2: and I always always feel like and, and whenever I'm when I drop carbs I feel like I dehydrate you Not know, like well carbohydrate I mean literally I don't like and my joints hurt worse my joints will always feel more pain you know because I feel like when I'm like filled with water, you know. I feel good. You know, everything's like more, you know, flexible. Right? Mm-hmm. After a while, I, and I've, I've done it a few times. Like that, you know, getting down at a, at a really like low body fat. Um, and I never once I get down, it's like there's no way I can stay here. I just can't do it. You know, it's no. like an exp- it's like a volcano waiting to explode with eating like good food. Uh, but you know, I can get down there. But I get cold. My hands are cold. Like once your body fat starts leaving, and, um, no, like that you start
0: to lose. I mean, you're just like, oh god, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you start
0: losing muscle, it's like, what's the point? Yes. Like yeah. that was my problem. That's I started right. like losing muscle, yourself. yeah, already had no body problem. image or, issues. You know, it's, it's not making it worse. It's
2: pretty impressive <laughs> the condition that some people are in and they're strong. I just have never been that person. If you can get away with eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, all day, that's awesome. Dude, I'm jolly. Oh, it's good. 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 It's right? Good. Right? That was good. Uh, yeah, that's good. That's good. My day my usually starts with, like, um, I, I have coffee and, and a handful of almonds, and I'll sit there in a the coma until my brain starts to warm up, and it's coffee, almonds, coffee, almonds. And then, then there's just – I work at home, so I can eat whenever I sure. want. So then it's just – What's left over, what's in the floor, and nothing else, and it's peanut butter and jelly. Mm-hmm. It's just Easy to do. So but cool. I'm, I'm serious, when I gotta lose weight, I have to drop the peanut butter and jelly. It's kind it's like the crack. Days.
1: Like, do you yeah, like yeah. stare at it from afar? Well, I've been bar. eating it my
2: whole life. It's like that's earliest memory of food is peanut butter and jelly. And my mother was, you know, when she'd make it, that peanut butter went to the edges. Like, there was no. If you can see <laughs> bread, it ain't fucking bread. <laughs> my mother tells this great story. We're, we're little kids, and my grandmothers and the people next door were good friends. And this is in the Omaha downtown. You know, we're in the city, and we're picnic table in the back in a, in a very small lot. You know, like city lot. You know, like tiny. And sun shining, and you know, birds are singing, and they're making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the kids. And the other mother was like, take a piece of bread, slap peanut butter pull the knife out and then like jelly and was she was it. handing this out to her kids and like she was making them you know and, and my mother would grab the bread and like smooth <laughs> it all the way to the edges and so you know very OCD peanut butter and jelly sandwich making but yeah it's no you know forget forget it. it's got to be done right
1: yeah yeah. Now I'm starving, dude.
2: I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have been eating.
1: Wrap oh, this thing up. Let's go. By eat. the way, you are been sorry. I, I haven't had carbs car in all two day. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just jonesing.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. We're oh, having shakes. I yeah. mean, it's it's funny. Like, I don't know. If there's a diet that optimizes physical performance, um, maybe maybe they're real. But like, intellectually speaking, if you're not happy with what you're eating, I think it's that'll that'll
1: yeah, do or, just as much to. Detriment your performance, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't have to like, eat garbage, but right peanut butter and jelly is not garbage. It's good stuff. Yeah. For the likes game tomorrow, I know what I'm doing you, know, you get eat a what? couple three, yes, four, <laughs> one and a quarter, four. Well, thanks for coming on. It's been awesome. Where can yeah. where can we reach this you at? Great. What's that?
0: What's what's your uh, Instagram handle?
2: Uh, the Doug King
0: Right. when we post so, this we'll it Um,
2: it's a nice little combination of art and physical stuff I haven't put up much physical stuff lately because well when I'm done at American Strength I can feel comfortable like setting a phone down mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're at the YMCA it's not quite the same environment Yeah. So, I get but I should get some stuff up I, I, I gotta start doing the Olympic lifts so.
0: I love your page because you always have awesome drawings
2: Batman. I am good a at lot it. Of Batman, a lot we of Wolverine. About, I like Wolverine too, though. We didn't talk about comic book stuff, but yeah, I'm a professional comic book artist for the last 31 years. Uh, almost a quarter century with DC. I've done Batman, Superman, one, well, never actually the One Room book, but Justice League, Justice wow. League of America. Um, worked with high profile writers throughout my career, and that's what I do. I sit on my ass and draw all day and then get on the weights. <laughs>
1: That's, that's like pretty the amazing. Fucking dream. dream? Yeah,
0: that's,
2: that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. So well, thanks, guys. It was no, yeah. hell yeah. Thank, thank you. you. That was that's really awesome. Nice to meet
0: you. With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.